Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochilprano. Hello, Andy. Happy pre-recording show. Happy pre-recorded episode. When is this happening? So many times simultaneously. It's simultaneously last week and today when you're listening to this. It's crazy. You get used to going live when you don't go live. It's are we live or are we not live no oh okay interesting i i thought we were live so that's that tells you what i know about the production of this show i will load it today is tuesday may 18th this is our all dirtball call episode all calls all the time calls only i just played golf with tug i know this will be a dated thing but apparently it was tug's last hurrah I, I had to hug Tug goodbye when we were done. Because of his he, kid? Yeah. Tug now has three young boys and apparently will be home from here on out. Or at least not golfing. Three's a lot, man. Yeah. Like two's manageable. Not that I know because I don't have kids, but just seeing it with my brothers. Three is a lot. Yeah. In In a small, I mean... Not small in the world, but like, or I, I should say not small for Los Angeles, but small for the world. Like small dwelling in Los Angeles, like wife, three kids in the city. It's a lot. It's a lot. So we played, we played golf today. We called, it was Tug's last hurrah. Hashtag Tug's last hurrah. <laughs> it's like the last supper with Jesus. You ain't going to yeah. have seen him for a while. That's it. Although you could argue carrying a cross might be easier than raising three kids. Yeah. Now getting nailed to it, that's a whole different ballgame. Cracking one, Andy. We're, we're recording here in the evening. Yeah. I'm excited. We got a lot of good calls. We're going to have to wait. We're not going to be able to get to all of them. I mean, wow. I, I, I chose you know, I chose as many as I could, but there, there are certain time constraints. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll do this and this will be the only episode for this week. So, so if you're listening to this, there'll be no later in this week episode, no later in the week episode, taking it off. Everybody deserves a vacation. Yeah. Even guys who are basically on vacation. I know I, we need I hear, a vacation from our vacation. I hear that every day from my family. So my one brother, Brad started using the line. My dad would say, get a job. And I say, are we really doing this? He said, well, dad's not around anymore. Somebody's got to say it. Get a job and cut your hair, hippie. No one has to say it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> no one has to say it. Brad's like, no, somebody has to say it. Like, dude, if, if I'm not paying our property tax, if I'm not paying the bills for the house, if those are problems, I would get a job. But guess what? This little thing called a podcast pays for that. So this is my job. You get a job. That's why that's I like say you get a job. What do you do? Ride around on a horse? 
Is, oh, he is your brother a Texas Ranger? Was <laughs> well, he owns a horse? He's always riding his horse. Yeah, and he's always shoveling horse shit. Sounds sounds pretty Brad of him. Yeah, we gave him a shovel actually <laughs> for that. I think they use That's... a rake though. I don't know because I know it's not cheap. So like he gets discounts if he cleans up around the the horse farm. Wow. That's the way they do it these days. Shovel some shit, get a discount. Yeah. Well, for lessons, because him and his kid take lessons. And then also, I know boarding a horse isn't cheap. So basically, he's like, it's a barter system. Hey, I'll, nobody wants to shovel. You know, she probably has 15 horses. Nobody yeah. wants to shovel all those horse shit. It's all over the farm. I can't wait for these two things to collide and your brother to be like, I got you a job. You're working on my horse farm, shoveling shit. <laughs> I you know. Start tomorrow, you start tomorrow at 7 a.m., Rug, and I don't want to hear anything else. You know, you know what he did? Fucking kick oh, your ass. He's going to kill me, but he doesn't listen to the show. He's going to kill me on this. He, uh, one time, I think I told you this. One time where he used to live, not where he currently lives, somebody put up signs everywhere about, their doll dogs shitting in the yard. Okay. And it annoyed my brother. It annoyed your brother that the signs were up. Yeah. Like the dude put them everywhere in the neighborhood. Was it, was it your brother's dog? No, no, but, but it, it, it was, it was he just didn't like how the unsightly. guy, yeah. And the guy was kind of an asshole. So one night him and my other brother, they went around the neighborhood while they were walking the dog, picked up all the other dogs. Shit. Put it in a giant bag, emptied it on the dude's yard. It's incredible. I think I've told the story about Mikey shitting in Pete Anderson's room before, haven't I? No, but I don't know, but tell it again. When I first got Vince as a puppy, he kept sneaking into my roommate Pete Anderson's room to shit because it was like the one at the back of the hallway. So he would like sneak away from our living room, sneak away from my bedroom where he would sleep and he'd sneak into Pete's room and he'd shit on the floor. And one day Pete comes into the living room when Mikey was over hanging out and uh, he's like, I swear to God, this fucking dog shits on my fucking floor again. I'm going to throw him out the fucking window. And he like stormed out and went to work. And <laughs> Mikey's like, nah, Pete's fucking pissed off. So like while Pete was at work, I don't I didn't even notice, but Mikey, I guess, snuck away. And then I went to the fucking bathroom and on the way to the bathroom, I saw shit on Pete's floor. And I was like, oh, God, no. And I went in. It was like a gigantic, clearly human shit. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, Mikey, did you shit on Pete's floor? He's like, yeah, when he sees that one, he's going to fucking kill Vince. And I was like, yeah, we're not doing this. I was like, you need to go in there. And clean up your shit and put it in the toilet. He's like, no, it's going to be so great. We'll leave it here all fucking day. I'll see a giant shit. But we we made him pick it up. Look, a dump on someone's floor as an adult. Yeah. Is he drunk? Nope. It was like middle of the day. How old is he? He's probably 22. Look, I was obviously taking poops and, and washing machines at that age. A little younger, but highly intoxicated. Yeah, Mikey was stone cold sober. I, you know, there's a part of me, actually, not a part of me. I'll just, I'll just admit it. Like, I respect. Like, I want to do the Jeter respect. Like, like to do that dead sober and you're 22 respect, because that's next level. 
there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And I respect that. He was, he was so excited for Pete to come home and think that Vince took the world's like Vince at the time was like probably an 11 pound dog. He, he was like a little ass puppy. <laughs> Mikey literally was like, Vince took a shit a third the size of his body on your floor. <laughs> I bet if we did a Ruther Brothers versus Prano Brothers, like Savage Story podcast, it'd be like a six hour episode. Oh, yeah. Because I probably don't even know half the stories from some of my older brothers. Like we could go just the stories of the brother of, of what John and Mikey did to like help around our house, cleaning ladies, construction workers, like like the the savage things John would, John and Mikey would do. <laughs> I know. John put John, John put fucking like John literally poured and like and like I don't even mixed wet cement and then like dumped it in the in on like the floor of the driver's side of like the guy who was like a contractor working at her house. I'm like, John, you just concreted. You laid concrete. Like, can you imagine going back to your car and somebody's poured like that's unreal. 30 pounds of concrete where you, where you drive. That's unreal. He had to like jackhammer his own fucking like footbed out. That's amazing. Like John stole his equipment. John stole his supplies and then fucking poured concrete. You know, what's crazy about John is there's no remorse ever. There's no, I was young. Like, like when I look back at my stuff, (laughs) exactly. I look back at my stuff and I say, I was a young, dumb idiot. He looks back and he's like, yep, I'll do it again. Yeah. So I told my one brother, the turtle story. And then it turned into a huge discussion of what's worse. The condom in the orange juice or the jizzing on some, like the, the poor turtle wasn't even like, it wasn't even, it was just such a innocent bystander. Yeah. It was, it was like a casualty of war. It wasn't even, it wasn't even Tony's turtle. Yeah. I mean, I mean the turtle in that instance is basically He's the innocent person who gets drone, you know, drone bombed when they're looking yeah. for terrorists. And it's yeah. that fam- it's that family having dinner. That was a turtle just having wedding cake in Yemen. Yeah. Suddenly the whole fucking place gets eradicated. Oops. Sorry. Well, I, literally, I stayed at Tony's recently and John, like I told John, he's like, oh, you stayed at Tony's? Is the turtle still there? Like he checks in on the fucking turtle. I was like, no, nah, I think that turtle's not. He's like, you know, because they live till it'd be a hundred years old. So I don't know if that turtle's not there anymore, but that turtle is still on earth with jizz on it. And I was like, Jesus, John. Imagine, yeah. Imagine that turtle it still has dried cum on his shell. Ridiculous. Well, well, this is what happens when we do an all call show. We'll start with this. All the sp- calls. We'll, all calls. We'll start uh We'll start, with, start the with the dirtball calls intro. Yeah, let's do it. Dirtballs, dirtball calls. Dirtballs, dirtball calls. Dirtballs, dirtball calls. We got the dirtballs, dirtball calls. Man, that's uh, circa 2015. We have a, a sports call we'll start with. I'll do a sports call. It is Great. a sports show. What's up, Joe and Andy? Calling from Harrisonburg, Virginia. First off, Joe, thank you for helping us on our podcast. We got an A on it, and you helped me graduate. That was my last project in college, so Fuck thank yeah. you. Uh, 
my question for you guys is, do you think that Ken Griffey Jr. would have had a Hall of Fame career if he played in today's shift? Because personally, I think that a lot of people's careers would have been derailed due to the shift. Thanks, guys. Stay dirty. It's a good question. It's a great question. Um, I still think he has a Hall of Fame. I mean, listen, there's so many factors like this Ken you know we're placing Ken Griffey Jr. in today's shift. He still has his injuries and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, first of all, these days with like launch angle and whatever, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be even more like valuable as like a bomb guy, you know, 40 home runs these, these days is like still a big deal now. Um, also Griffey was Mr. Like pull hitter, but he had the ability to go the other way. I think, I think he had the bat, control and the ability he wasn't big poppy you know what i mean yeah they they for sure he for sure would have had you know he would have trouble with it but i feel like he had the ability to adjust i would say yes and also what a great defender i was gonna say you got the defense and then also let's not forget griffey was just a stud athlete yeah so i would make the argument he would have adjusted to what he needed to do because you're talking about a guy who came out of high school, you know, he's a local Cincinnati guy. Like he was an athlete in all sports, basketball, football, baseball. Yeah. So, but he had a good eye. I mean, you know, blooping a bomb three, you know, three true outcomes, like launch angle, all that. Like he'd have been pretty tough. He'd, he'd be a pretty tough out still. It's, it's crazy to me to think that the same high school produced Barry Larkin and Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, this is a good dirtball call, as in like the dirtball fam. It's going to bring you back, Joe. Okay. Ruther, Prano, it's me, Morgan, number one ranked orphan dirtball, number one ranked Oregon dirtball, honorable mention dirtball. Which is actually why I'm calling. You guys have obviously disbanded dirtball rankings. So, uh, what the fuck do I got to do in my situation to get retroactively ranked? Now, obviously, I've done enough. But how do I make it official? Do I got to send a, uh, a PayPal to andyruther45 at gmail.com? Or what? Um... Damn it. I forgot a good condoms are for. So condoms are for this condoms are for peace guys. Wow. I, he inception. He had a condoms are for us inception at the end. Condoms are for this condoms are for pretty good. I like we it. have to go deeper. So we used to rank the dirt balls. We didn't officially retire ranking dirt balls we just haven't done it for four years we just haven't done it for a while but also i feel like the game has changed on the social media like i just feel like i know less dirt balls on social media these days the twitter algo really changed but at the same time i'm like there's so many other ways to attack you know from PayPal and Venmo and Twitter and Instagram and what and TikTok and you know there's so many ways to get at us. I almost feel like 
Morgan's condoms are for condoms are for assuming that we are no longer ever ranking dirt balls again. I Bring wonder, it back, baby. Retro. I wonder when the last time we ranked the dirt balls. We started doing it the first year of the show. Yeah. I want to say six or seven months in. I mean, we could laugh going back on some of the people ranked. Oh, I remember some of the people ranked. Dude, it's crazy. You go back on our show now. Like, we, we got kids. What's a, I think I just saw uh, Thomas Anderson's like graduating from college. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah congratulations by the way if tom still listens yeah it's nuts i mean i, I, I laugh just thinking i think the bruder brothers were ranked <laughs> i think at one point right now the bruder brothers are, are in jail are, for storming the capital yeah exactly <laughs> i was like our our ranked insurrectionists they're ranked at um marjorie taylor green's crossfit gym <laughs> Oh you, man! You see how many times you can squat with the Declaration of Independence on your back, man. I mean, I could go back. It'd be a lot of work. I could go back and find like the first rankings. I, I want to say we didn't do more than four or five. Four or five total, if that. I feel like we did. I feel like we definitely did. Did we? Yeah, because think about it. Like we we made Stanga a Hall of Famer when he was like, you know four or five rankings in and we were like okay what are we gonna do he's just he's just number one every time like also is stanga still out there he still tweets us every once in a while yeah he still listens he, i actually texted with him last night oh that's great to hear yeah shout out, shout out to former number one ranked dirt ball turned to hall of famer he's he's just like you said things just change people get older he's just like like people just aren't on social media especially yeah. guys like our age like they're just not on as much yeah, he still listens. I say we bring back rankings, an old school throwback. Let's call it, you know, call it July. You got till July. We're gonna rank dirt balls again in July. Show us what you got, dirt balls. We are. are we almost. Need, we don't know about you. Do you? I don't know if you remember. The premise was neither you or I could reveal our top ten. Do you remember that? So no. we would we would come in. We'd each. Oh, oh yeah. We had the AP to, you're poll. To each other. We had the AP. Poll. We basically joked that one was the AP poll and one was like the USA Today coaches poll. Yeah. Like oh, they I do with college that. sports. I remember that aspect. And you were very serious. You're like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear who you got. You got to go in. Can't reveal anything. Because I'd always say, who you, who you got number six? You're like, I'm not saying anything. It'd be tough. It'd be tougher now. I like it. I'm into it. Yeah. It, it, it could work. Speaking of that, he, he, I'm going to play this because, you know, it's not even a question, but he's just a longtime dirtball and he's Canadian. So let's give some love to our, our friends from the North. Hey, guys. Ryan Clack calling in from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan for the All Call Show. I just want to plug myself. Uh, my wife and I had a baby girl back in April, so new dirt Bella in the world. And I can only hope she'll follow in the footsteps of other great dirt Bellas, such as uh, Skelahor and Eesh. That's that's probably all. Okay, stay dirty, boys. Skelahor and Spunky 
and who are the other great dirt balls? Come on, dirt, dirt Bellas, Diane the fan, Diane the fan. What happened to Wendy? Yeah, I'll be up in San Francisco. Well, retroactively, I was I was just in San Francisco. Wendy's always good for a pop into a San Francisco show. Ryan, he's he's been a long time dirt ball. Like that's one I know from Twitter. Like just recognizing his name for six seven years. I had a dirt Bella reach out to me on Instagram. I had I I messaged her because it's always good when you get a message from a from a dirt Bella that's like, hey, and you're like, you listen to this show, and it was about uh, what was it about? I think it might have been about the Tebow thing. I think she also hated Tebow. Um. I, I know who you're talking about. Great. Her, and her, her and her husband listen. She, yeah, she yeah, messaged yeah. me too. Yeah. Yeah. Tebow, Tebow is a very. Dirtball couples rankings? Oh, there's more of those than you think. A hundred percent. I know that. We, we've met them. Easy way into the rankings coming in as a couple. Oh, yeah. Two for the price of one. Sure. Hashtag Dirtball rankings. Why should you be ranked? Bringing it back. Okay, let's. Uh, oh, so here's here's a, another good dirtball call. This is a request. Hey guys, this is for the All Calls podcast. I wanted to ask if uh, you could get Bill Walton to give my four year old a. <laughs> an inspirational speech about playing t-ball because I can't get him into playing t-ball and we'd really like to hear Bill Walton just, just pump my uh, four-year-old up. His name is Max. Uh, trying to get him excited about playing. Um, wanted to see if uh, Bill Walton can get him fired up. Thanks, guys. Well, well before we get Bill on the phone, I, I understand your... Your trouble, man. My my four year old nephew, same thing. He's into you. It's such a young age, and I think my brother actually ended up pulling him because it was just it was a mess. Forced, tough. I mean, forced, tough. You're not even. In, a lot of times, you're not even in school yet, so that's a tough age for a kid to play. But I have a feeling the wise advice of Bill Walton would help anybody. So let me see if. Uh, we have Bill. Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Normally, I like to say hello to you guys when I call in, but I'm going to skip all that right now and go straight to my boy, Max. Maximilian, Maxi boy. Let me tell you something. When I was a young boy growing up, I also did not enjoy T-ball because the little league where I played did not have a T high enough. I was six foot, six foot one at six years old. So they didn't have a, they had, they only had small children's tees and it was too small for me. It was like, as, as if I was golfing and I'm not much of a golfer again, too tall. So I like to bike. Anyway, the one thing I will say about T-ball, once I found an adult tee later on that we could use for my games, it's the one time in life, young Maximilian, that everything just stops. It's all served up for you on a plate. It's saying, here I am. Come hit me. The rest of your life, you're going to be chasing girls, chasing money, chasing success, chasing that trip you had last time, chasing mescaline around a parking lot. In Jones Beach, 1985, when the Grateful Dead are in town. Chasing the dead 
around countries and continents. But oh, Maxi boy, only in T-ball is it all right there, served up for you on a platter, saying, here I am. I'm not going anywhere. Focus. Look deep in my soul the way you'd look deep in the soul of a partner while you hold hands lakeside on an acid trip. Look that ball in its third eye and connect with your third eye in an almost third third world type of connection. Not, what's the second world? I don't know, but we always talk about the third world. I'm not talking about like Mexico. I mean like Mars. Think of that ball as Mars and you as a gigantic, you're, you're, the ball is Mars and you're a God with a stick. Just whack, whack that big bang. That's what you're going for. There it is sitting there head down on the ball. That's all you need. They say nose to the grindstone, put your head down, look at that ball and hit it with, and I don't usually do it, do this. You know, I like to stay clean, but I on the ball. Raise those hands up real high like they're the hammer of Thor. I know you kids love Marvel. And whack the fucking shit out of it. And I can tell you one thing. Like the first time I blocked a John Lucas shot in practice, when you connect, you'll never feel an energy like that again. It's like connecting in one big circle of friends. Again, in a parking lot, outside Foxborough Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, say 1983. You just saw the dead on tour. You're all holding hands. It's an energy that that really can't be matched other than the first time a four-year-old really connects with a T-ball. So, Max, put on your big boy pants. Pick up your big boy bat and give that fucker a ride. I apologize to my friends and family for the foul language. I'm just trying to inspire a young boy. Walton out wow wow it's pretty good if max doesn't want to play baseball after that like maybe it's just not for him yeah i think if max hears that and is not inspired then just try to doesn't swear with adults but he swears with four-year-olds which i i found that really interesting yeah because i he probably knows that young children uh you know when they hear those words they really lock in so yeah He's connecting with them on another level. A third level, apparently. Yes. So CT, we're doing a lot of trips down memory lane. Long time dirt ball. He's been the official rental car liaison. What do we want it? What what kind of title? Yeah. Rental car dirt ball. Number one rental car dirt ball. He's got he's got a he's got a sports question. I think we uh, might have a good discussion on this one because I actually think this flies under the radar. So let's hear it out. Okay. Gentlemen, CT formerly from Seattle. Lifelong Seattle Kraken fan. Got a call for the call-in show. Um my Seattle Mariners. We hardly ever talk about them. Talk about them. Are they the worst franchise in professional sports? Over 50 years, 40 years, three playoff appearances, zero World Series appearances. I love them. 
I think they may be the worst franchise in professional sports in the United States, at least. Just wanted to get your thoughts. CT out. Hopefully we make the fucking playoffs this year. But probably not. I mean, they really do for some reason. Fly under the radar. No right. no World Series appearances, right? Yeah, they've been around since well, they haven't they've been around since nineteen seventy seven. So they're yeah. pretty new. Yeah. But a lot of teams, I mean, you, you think about like the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, those are the newer, you know, some of the newer baseball teams. These 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 teams have titles. I'm trying to think of, I mean, even you think about a, a Arizona Cardinals, they have Super Bowl appearance. You think about a team like, yeah, it is crazy. The Jets, and now the Jets haven't appeared in a Super Bowl since they won one, and that's before the Mariners existed. Dude, they're bad. I got their Wikipedia. I'm I'm basically looking at their records. But Charlotte, the Bobcats turned Hornets. It's pretty close. They're like, in terms of like winning percentage, they're horrific, right? Also, I know we're low key. Like the Clippers don't have a Western Conference Finals appearance. (laughs) I mean, the Mariners haven't made the playoffs since 2001, dude, the year they won 116 games. Yeah. And they got smoked in the ALCS. I mean, they, they, they're bad. Like, but I'm if, looking, you go, if you go back 30, let's say you go back, look, go back to, yeah, go back to 1995. Go back to 1990, you know, because obviously they had a, they had a little run there, but like, Go back 30 years. Go back to 1991. Who do you think has made the playoffs more, Seattle or the Detroit Lions? I bet it's, I bet it's similar. Or they, they, I bet Detroit's made two or three. Do you have it in front of you? No, I haven't. I don't. But I'm just saying there's some real, real bad franchises out there, including Charlotte Bobcats slash Hornets. The Detroit Lions, the Jets, the Browns. Okay. The Lions, since what you said, 91? Yeah. The Lions have made the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, wow. eight, nine times. Wow. So Seattle's definitely not. I mean, in the 90s, the Lions made the playoffs one, two. Lions made the playoffs six times in the 90s, Joe. Yeah. So three times since then. Yeah. But no deep runs, no Super Bowl appearances. No, zero wins. The, the so the Bengals and the Lions neither have won a playoff game. Uh yeah. Well the Bengals were just I mean the Bengals at least have a again a Super Bowl appearance. They have two. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. The Mariners, like they're a tough Mariners and Charlotte. I think winning percentage wise, Charlotte's like the worst team ever, right? Worst sports franchise ever. Let me Google it. 
but I what I should what we should go back to because we appreciate CT's call is they are flying under the radar as one of the worst. You know why? Because they're in Seattle. Yeah, because it's West Coast and it's like. And it just seems like it's part of like the the suicide grunge. Our baseball team's bad. Okay, I'm looking at worst winning percentage. Can we just got this is from an article in March. Okay. So this is from earlier in the year, according to a Reddit user. I mean, this is this is an article according to okay. from, listen, Reddit says believable as anything now okay the the fake news this is so funny because it's a golf digest article love it but it's talking about worst franchise according to a reddit user that's what it says when minnesota lost a game in march they had the worst active winning percentages in sports at 393 the who the t-wolves yeah wow it's worse than the arizona coyotes the Padres had the MLB's lowest, 462. Probably because they've played a lot more years than the Mariners. Okay. You're, I mean, Clippers are bad. 414. Grizzlies is 416. It's above that. Hornets is 439. So the Clippers have a worse all-time winning percentage than the Hornets. And that's the Hornets slash Bobcats. I guess it doesn't specify. Yeah. I mean, Seattle's a tough one to beat. It's tough. I don't think they're the worst in sports, but they are under the radar because they are in the conversation. So who's the worst? Well, who did we just say? I mean, Minnesota doesn't have a fucking finals appearance either. And they're, they came around probably like, when did the T Wolf start in the late eighties? See, they've got a, a Western Con- Yeah, they've Jesus. They had one division title. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty bad too. Dear God. <clears throat> Kevin Kevin Garnett and Ken Griffey, the KGs. Damn, they're pretty shitty too. But like you said, I think Seattle's definitely under yeah. the radar. Seattle's what? Probably made the playoffs four in in four or five times in their history. Now, obviously, the playoffs is a lot smaller than in the NBA. No, they've made it three times. Ever. To the pl- to the playoffs? The Mariners? Yeah. Yes, in 77. Wow. Joe, they didn't... Okay, they started... They, they, listen to this. This puts things in crazy context, actually. The Mariners' first season was 1977. They did not have a winning record as a team until 91. Think about that. 
They started in 77. They didn't have a winning record as a team. So I've, I've got, I've got, um, four appearances, but they made the ALCS three times. Yeah. I'm sorry. I missed one. You're right. I missed 95. Yeah. That was the run. 95, 97, 2000, 2001. Basically that's it before and after that they're dog shit. So, and, and you know what? A, a man dear to my heart, you know, who was managing them all those years, Lou Pinella. It was, it was every year they made the playoffs was during Lupinella's tenure. Just saying. Gets bring sweet Lou back. Have him chucked second base to the outfield. Yeah. Well, fucking LaRusse is going off on guys for swinging the three Oh pitches. I think the game might've passed some of these guys by <laughs> <laughs> get off my lawn. You know, I was at that game by the way, when, Lou was chucking that one base. I guess he did it a bunch. <laughs> yeah, it's like what game? The 1978 Yankees game? The, the the 90 Reds. I think it was the second base where he just was just tossing it. He made it to the outfield with that base. Yeah, sorry CT. I mean, it it's that's that's a rough town. That is rough. Your your baseball team sucks. Your basketball team was stolen. Yeah. Hey, football's decent. You know what's not unlimited? Seattle's winning yeah. sports teams. <laughs> that is the most limited town. Hey, you had great music, though, too. Yeah. Come on. You can't have everything. You got a wall of used bubble gum. You got the first Starbucks. You got Pearl Jam. Has the town produced, like, in, in a span? I mean, come on. Like I'm talking rock. I mean, there's, there's certainly, there's certainly few cities that can have a claim to entire eras of music like that. You know, you had the New York punk scene, you had the New York rock scene in two thousands, you know, you obviously had like the LA seventies scene, but like Seattle getting on the list. I mean, so many of those groups I loved and still do. Like, I had all those. I had all those out those CDs. Obviously, yeah, you, you know, like you got Nashville and stuff like that. But that's like more of a, not like one boom. Like here, boom. Here's the whole thing. I mean, you. So had, what are you gonna? Yeah, yeah. They had a lot coming out of there. Well. Look, man, I don't know what to tell you. Actually, this is what I will tell you, CT. You want, By you the want way, to... did did the uh, did the Mariners' success, did the Mariners' uh, and Sonic's success in the mid to late nineties, did that put an edge to gr- put an edge to grunge? People were just too happy. The one time in the city's history that like things were going good, they're like, all right, we can't, you know, we can't think about school shootings anymore. Mariners are winning playoff games. That was it for grunge. Bring grunge back, man. Well, CT, I, I know you, I know you're down on this, but I also know you're a great dirtball, and you always represent our friends at Miller Lite when you hit the golf course. Joe's drinking a nice cold one as we speak. 
What it really is a beautiful can, isn't it? It's the most beautiful can. And listen, I got a message on Twitter, and I'll say it again. I did it today. We had some. We had some golf. We had some Millers on the golf course today, and uh, I gotta find. I gotta find the dirt ball that sent it to me, because it's true. You get. I mean, forget how delicious it tastes. Forget how it brings people together. Forget whatever. Just a little bit, a little bit. Louis laser eyes, put some Miller light on the old driver this afternoon to clean it off and ended up just ripping piss missiles all day. Forget every other golf tip you've ever gotten. Fix your life is your regular guy, golf sensei. And honestly, it's not even me as much as it's Miller light. It's the best. It has so many uses. It's delicious. It's invigorating. It brings people together. It improves your golf game. It improves the, your ball striking ability. Yeah. It's I, I the know. elixir of gods. I know it'll be flowing in Hilton Head. Bringing people together. Bringing families together. So next time you're getting beers with friends, make it Miller time. Luckily, you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. What do we got next, Joe? Let's see here. I have no idea. There was uh, there was no rundown for this show. No. Okay, let's uh, we've done some sports ones. Let's do actually this. This is kind of a, a good segue. We were just talking. We were just talking musicians. So. Uh, and band. So this will be a good uh, segue into this sports slash music hall. Hello, Joe and Andy. Uh, I am Tyler from Cincinnati, and I know it is a common theme on the show to talk about how the current professional athletes are the best to ever do it. And I was wondering your opinion if that could be said about musicians as well, if the current people in the game are the best musicians of all time. I personally do not think they are. I think... Uh, you know, the Beatles, Pink Floyd are some of the best bands of all time. So I'm curious to hear your opinion and uh, why it's different from sports. Thank you. Stay dirty. Bye. So this is, a, this is an interesting question because I don't, I'm not like up on, I'm kind of an old head when it comes to music. I mean, I keep up like a little bit with, you know, the current trends and the pop culture and whatever but like um it seems like there's certainly been a level of music that i i should say there's certainly been like a lift in the level of music um in some regards like the production on some hip-hop these days is like unreal the way, you know, the, the, the beat, the beat making ability, the sampling ability. I'm not a huge electronic music fan, but I'm certain that people who are big electronic music fans are like, bro, they're doing shit these days that like, you know, fat boy slim would fucking flip out over or like Moby's not even a fucking thing anymore you know what i mean so i think in that regard like the way that athletes just keep getting better i'm sure that there's this production um 
that's still getting better. What I will say in terms of like, is this the, you know, is this the best era? I'll say that I think like when it comes to art, the best stuff comes out of like these, you know, the, the crazier times. And I just think that like, there was a golden era. There was a few golden eras of music. And I'm not saying that there's not any that are ahead, but I don't think we've had any really recently in terms of just like things going on in the world that inspired artistic greatness. Well, I look, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think we, we focus on the present. I was just talking to my neighbor about this. I thought it was a good conversation. We're talking about how everyone's like, oh, it's never been worse. The divide. I'm like, dude, people have no sense of history. In the 60s, you had the Vietnam War. While you had the civil rights movement, you know, while you had all the stuff going on in Berkeley, I'm saying the beatnik poets. It's, it, it's like the, the thought of that there's never been more division. I, I think we're spoiled. I, I think because of technology, I think that's part of it, too. Like, like people, people talk about division now. We're talking about like this, the actual civil rights movement was happening in the sixties while there was a war that most people hated, or at least it was like split 50, 50, probably. Yeah. You had the president assassinated. I mean, you had a lot of shit going on, which look at the music that came out in the sixties and seventies. You, you could argue those are two of the greatest decades, right? Yeah. And I think the other thing is there's only like, that's why I say I'm sure that there are dirt balls out there listening who are into like the electronic music game who are probably like, no, man, shit is happening that you can't like fathom, which I totally get. But the thing is on like a bass music level, like there's only so many notes on the fucking piano. There's only so many notes on the guitar. You know what I mean? Like the equivalent of like LeBron James taking it to the next level is somebody like playing it faster. You know what I mean? Or playing it like ripping it harder. And I will be, I would say that like music is taste. That's not necessarily what most, you know, like that's not necessarily what anybody in particular wants to listen to. Now I'm sure there are guys who are like fucking speed guitar is my shit. You know what I mean? Sure. But like the guitar is an interesting one because you could, I, again, I don't know enough about it either, but it's like you you think though during the era that I'm talking and you think of Jimmy Page, you think of Jimi Hendrix. It's like it's like you know Eddie Van Halen. But there were there's there would be there would be like I think like a modern day music fan would be like, you know, John Merrill gets shit on, but John Merrill fucking guitar circles around Eric Clapton or like, you know, no one really talks about it, but Jack White will fucking, you know, if, no, if, you, know, drop, yeah. if you drop Jack White into a 1960s music studio, people's heads are literally going to explode. Sure. And that and that would be the thing I would say, like, you know, the only thing that kind of touches on like modern electronic, like I love Radiohead and those guys fucking rip guitars and then do shit with the technology from looping to whatever that's like what the fuck you know what i mean like you people go like i like fucking you know nirvana and i'm like dude radiohead is doing this fucking thing that's like fucking crazy and it would blow mine so i think you know 
the the equivalent of LeBron James is the greatest athlete to ever walk on a basketball court is probably in the electronic music world or some outskirt of it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'd have to me, you'd have to bring in like somebody who knows more about music, especially I don't know enough about the technical side. I just know if I like something. And I've learned to accept I like a lot. But of even shit. now, like you on TikTok and shit, there'll be people like mashing music together and like taking two artists and mashing them together and like using samples, or whatever, like that's music. That's its own type of music. You know what I mean? And it's pretty badass. I mean, that's the that's hip hop. That's how hip hop started. You know, we're going to sample one thing and we're going to put another artist uh, like artistic spin over old music so it's like yeah i in some way i would say yeah it probably is like the best but you know because you can you have all of yesteryear to use yeah i don't know if any of it can match the album that i've listened to the last day is the classic mid 90s master p ghetto dope album okay sarcasm people Although that's a good album for any, for any of my hip hop fans, any, any people who like the, uh, the the South or No Limit, that was that was a good album. I was in high school, and I, I, I'm like re-listening to it. I'm like, this is pretty good. I watched the whole No Limit history on BET a few months ago. Like, it's fascinating to me. Like, hip hop is such a fascinating world because it's such a new genre. And what those guys have done and created a lot of times with nothing, the hustling. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just, I love, I love learning about that stuff. Like how labels were started and what guys had to do. And like rap is crazy though, too, because if you're a producer, you basically are, you become a rapper. Yeah. Not always, but a lot because so, so much of it is like a sick beat. Exactly. That's why the people who can freestyle to me, because most of these guys can't do that. Yeah. Like Diddy's not a good rapper. No. And I like Diddy for the record. Like I, I think no. he, but he, I don't even think he claims to be, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think he, I think he would say he is a producer and like a mo music mogul. Like I wouldn't even say he's a rapper. But my point is even Diddy is putting out albums and a lot of songs I like. So like through the years, which is crazy. I, you know what I would love to know like about when he fucking just puts out a Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> like, yeah. It was I, a dope song when it was came out the first time. I would love to know the royalties he pays for stuff like that. I was thinking about that the other day. What are the royalties when he's grabbing a David Bowie song and redoing it with Mace or something? It's a lot. First, you have to buy the rights to use it. And then I think that they can determine, first of all, like what I think they can determine, like if you use like basically like, you know, when he did, when he, when he put out fucking that, that Zeppelin song, like the, God, the Godzilla song. Yeah. That's the whole fucking song is yeah. that is the Zeppelin riff. You know what I mean? So like, uh, I think that they can show in um, uh, what what is it called publishing like 
X amount of this song was written by this person. So basically that song blows up. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, whoever wrote that is seeing most of the earnings. I don't know about most of it, but like they're seeing a lot. Yeah. In addition, I think to a, a flat rate. Sure. To sample it. Which is completely reasonable. It's their original song. Imagine they did that in comedy. I used to date this girl who like wanted to be a fucking pop star and she had made a bunch of money like. Oh, whatever. dude. She had made a bunch of money like. Did I tell you this story? No, I'm saying, dude, like if you're writing this, if you're writing the songs. Yeah. No, I'm making I, bank. She she wanted to be like a dance artist and she had made money, a bunch of money doing Internet stuff, amongst other things. And uh, she was like, I'm going to f- like she's like, I want to, you know, Rolling Stone song for, as like my beat. And she would literally like call up, you know, or have through like her manager, like call up, you know, Mick Jagger or call up the stones and and be like. We want to give you like $750,000 to use. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, write your own fucking guitar riff. Like the idea of dumping that much money into a song. And if it doesn't go, that's why, that's why hip hop artists like love to pull shit. You never would fucking recognize. Yeah. That's what makes it so great. Yeah. What a great question. Yeah. Tyler, Cincinnati. Sorry, uh, sorry, you've had to deal with the Reds and Bengals, bro. I feel your pain. Oh, the Mariners. Yeah. All right. Here's a uh, here's a question. I know you're gonna want to get into. What's up, Joe and Andy? This is Mark from Wisconsin, the true number one Wisconsin dirtball. Not that other poser that's only started calling himself that lately. Uh, anyways, I want to talk about your guys' NFL pick'em competition that you do every year, one on one. Specifically, I wanted to talk about the forfeits or the punishment section of that. And I know recently, the last couple of years, you guys have kind of gotten away from doing uh, or, you know, keeping it real with the punishment. I know there were some extenuating circumstances this past season why that didn't happen. But in general, long gone are the days of one of you guys getting your hair dyed um, and stuff like that. So I wanted to get the ball rolling now ahead of schedule so we have a punishment in place for this year's competition. So, yeah, I'll open the floor up to you guys. What do you think the punishment should be for you guys to pick them this year? Anyways, uh, stay dirty, boys, and cons are for that so-called number one Wisconsin dirtball. It ain't you, buddy. Ooh, shots fired. So I still owe the L-Chain two weeks. You got to remind me of what you were giving me some leeway. With well, I gave, you, I gave you a couple of outs but I don't think you like grasped them. I think there was, I think I was like, well, you could just do the week you're in LA. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even remember that. Um, What was the bunny outfit at Kings Island? You said go on a date wearing oh, just yeah. the pants, <laughs> but I couldn't tell her ahead of time. Just the pants and the L chain, the pants and the L chain. <laughs> You said you take two, love that. you take two days off every time you wore the L chain to Kings Island. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be worth two days versus one. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I still fair. love that. We got the L chain, but also I like the idea of us coming up with something early this year. I mean, we're 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 just in mini camp right now. 
Because it, it does give you so much. I mean, I think it even factors into like us picking games at the end, the fear. Like I had the fear of the L chain. Now I, I, you know, you lost and never maybe take, you didn't, you, you maybe never, didn't fear it because you were never going to do it. I'm doing it. I promise. You can never take off a mask. It's hilarious. So I, I went to Trader Joe's the other day. Yeah. I was fascinated. Yeah. I went last night. You know how they lifted the mask mandate? Yeah. Every single person had their mask on. At Trader Joe's? Every single person. And I was like, so I asked one of the employees, I go, they go, yeah, we, we, we've lifted it. And I'm thinking, it's one of those. And I'm thinking, well, I'm vaccinated. I just see, I just see Joe Shabelli hopping into the Batmobile <laughs> to head to the Trader Joe's in Cincinnati. Wait until I show him the facts. I have to admit, Prano, I'm vaccinated. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. They lifted it. Am I going to take this off in the store? And I was too big of a pussy. I was like, I, I don't feel like dealing with this. I don't feel like dealing with the looks because everyone else has theirs on. Do you think most people are, I'd assume most people in there are vaccinated. That's a trade. I would assume type place. Yeah. Right. Isn't I mean, that it's kind not of Walmart? It's Trader Joe's. That's what I'm saying. Isn't that kind of fascinating, though? Yeah. Now, I'm talking not a single person. I'd love to see. I'd love to see the political breakdown of Trader Joe's versus Whole Foods versus like your stand, like your Kroger versus your Walmart's. I think we know. Come on. I mean, I think we know, but I'd like to see for real. Like, I would. I'd be interested to see, like. You know, there's 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 things that are like, I feel like you talk about like whatever your stereotypical like Republican or whatever. They they also like love meat and barbecue. Like you know what I mean? Are they going to get like worse grade meat than they could get at like the Whole Foods butchery section because fucking hippies or whatever? <laughs> like, like you can get some fucking quality meat at Whole Foods. You know what I mean? If you shop at a Trader Joe's, especially in Cincinnati, where there's one, there's a single one. They're adding a second one in Northern Kentucky. There's a single one in the entire greater metropolitan area. You're definitely going to lean left. Come on. Are you the most conservative guy that shops at Trader Joe's? (laughs) I'm not even that conservative. Um, Which, which by the way, is pretty funny. My neighbor, you want to hear something funny? My neighbor, speaking of that. She she was trying to she's legit been trying to get me to run for some like local township thing. And she's like, she's like, the guys in they're very liberal. She's like, the guys in there, they voted for Trump. Like, bring you in here. I, I like your and I was like, I told her I go, I go, I I go, but I'm I got a lot of things that you probably wouldn't agree with. She's like, like, like uh, there's a Reddit thread for my podcast that's uh calling me a conservative Christian. <laughs> I, I said, I said, like what? Or she said, what? And I said, I said, for one, I'm for legalization of all drugs. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I've noticed that's the one where people think I'm a lunatic on the left and on the right. She's like, yeah, no, that's, that's just, that wouldn't work. And I always say, why, why, why would, would it not work? But I've, I've noticed that's the one that gets both sides all like, wait, you're for what? Legalization of all drugs. Yes, all drugs. Legalize them all. I'm for it. 
You're like, I also simultaneously believe blue lives matter. So it's really, it's hard to wrap your head around. I have a, I have a blue lives matter flag in front of the house. I I assumed you did. I don't. (laughs) But I got some, I got some yard sign ideas. I've already told you. (laughs) That's going to be the next Andy Ruther business venture. Since the guy down the street makes yard signs. <laughs> like a funny, clever yard. There's no funny, there's funny bumper stickers. There's clever bumper stickers. There's funny t-shirts. There's no funny, clever yard signs. Yard signs are usually very political. What if you had one that wasn't political? That's my idea. There's, there's, I mean, the funny one that was political was it was like presidents are temporary. Wu-Tang is forever. That's funny. It's great. Well, I, I saw, yeah, I saw a few, like anyone, like you've, I think the bumper stickers too, like where it was basically saying anybody that was bigger in 2016, like anybody with Trump and Hillary and it would, it would, I forget what it would say though. Um, But yeah, we, we got to come up. We got to come up with something, but real quick about Trader Joe's. I, you know, I was really bummed that no, everybody had their masks on. It was for a selfish reason. I just want to see what girls look like, man. Cause Trader Joe's usually has attractive women. So I was like, okay, I was so excited. I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to finally see. I some. feel like you've got to get the ball rolling. You should wear like, you know, wear something that tells tells everybody you're, uh, you know, you kind of used to lean left. You're, you know, you once lived in California, but like the mask mandate is over. And what, what is this kind of? What, what is this kind of? Let's just say it. I'm not, I didn't say, what do you mean? What I'm not saying anything. You just said kind of used yeah. to. I mean, not, I don't, I, I don't know what you want me to follow that up with. Well, I'm telling you, not a single political position I've had has changed in the last Ever? year. Oh, yeah, for sure. In the, in the last year or since I moved to Ohio. Not a single major political position has changed, my opinion. Try to, try to say one. No, no, no. Because I, I just, I, I just feel like I, you've become very, you've become a lot more get off my lawn, shut up and dribble. I'm sick of these woke, sick of all these woke people talking about equality, sick of, you know. No, I'm I'm sick of what I'm sick of is I'm sick of people. It's more of the political sphere, particularly with politicians and people who say one thing and then they go endorse somebody who I say, well, that's actually the opposite of what you're saying. That's what I'm mostly mad at. And yes, the virtue signaling and all that shit. Like someone like Chelsea Handler. It's 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 like unbearable. A Kathy Griffin. How do you even know? I I don't think I know one. I don't think I've. Do I just do a good job avoiding these people entirely? I don't follow any on Twitter. You see stuff. You know who I follow who, who calls it all out is Rose McGowan. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, but, but I'm saying like, like she's a prime example of like, she couldn't be more left 
And now she's been like polarized. It's, I was looking at Twitter today. It's wild. Like she was in the middle of the Me Too movement. She was one of the biggest people involved in that. And it's like, just because she's saying, because her big thing with the Democrats are just, they're full of shit. They're not, they're not doing anything either. And now it's like, you're fucking bad. But you get that too, Joe. You're, you're getting the same thing on the other side about the woke stuff. What do you mean? As far as like, oh, you're, you're going woke. Oh, I, I get it from everybody. But there's also like, you know, that's you got to we, we got to filter out, you, you know, f- for us. We just got to you just got to filter out the lunatics like both of us are a lot more closer to the middle than the average American, for sure. Because, again, we have common sense beliefs where people will say, you know, just because I support um, Colin Kaepernick being able to fucking say whatever he wants on a football field. And just because I support, you know, every basketball player being able to say Black Lives Matter. And just because I support fucking moving sports games out of places that, you know, have angry political revenge fucking votes. And just because I support whatever doesn't mean I think a guy with a dick should be competing in, you know, the women's gymnastics tournament. Uh, So that's a very like common sense belief, but like, you know, I, at, at the same time, people can say, Hey, you're woke because you fucking think all cops are pieces of shit. Well, you know what? Actually most, most fucking liberals wouldn't say that either. Specifically, probably the fucking president you voted for. But listen, sometimes I'm left of the people and sometimes I'm fucking right at people. Sure. I think the same could be said for both of us. And we don't have to necessarily agree on everything. And we don't like we disagreed on the all-star game. You know, my rationale was I don't think this is accomplishing anything, which is fine. You disagree. That's fine. You know, my thing was if you moved you know, if you, if you don't move the game, they're going to fill the sponsors. Like I, like I don't. Yeah. And that, like, you know, listen, it's all, it's all a thing, but like, like that, I like think, that's where we disagree. Like, like I, I think, I think my, my thing is now. Well, of, and, and we would, we would disagree where I would say, like, I don't think we're accomplishing anything by feeding people stories about fucking the sky Lord that's watching all over them. And then bringing them into a place to steal money out of their pockets and calling it like a fucking, you know, place of worship or whatever like you know that's where midwest shit doesn't you know i'm a guy who grew up in new york and live in la and i'll just never get on board with fucking lunacy where we cover our pedophilia rings with like but you know what when you die you might go to a fucking playground in the clouds well look i mean that's but that's such a deep obviously i'm not on board with the pedophilia either but it's it's i think religion in general my point is such a deep con deep. job <laughs> well i mean that's your opinion like 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 i i you know my approach is more agnostic that there could be a higher being whether that's a god or whatever that is i, I do believe in that that's my personal belief i also think I, i've said this before i, I think stuff like prayer we've put too, too much of a focus on a religious text 
if you're praying to me, those are just good vibes. Like that's no different than a meditation in my opinion. Right. Oh, like also I- I'll, I'll forget, forget text and whatever. How about just like subsections? Like the fact that we, we break it up into like different fucking things. So then everybody can be like, no, we're right. No, we're fucking right. No, our, you know, let's all make fun of the Mormons and their fucking magic underpants. But like the guy who fucking, died on a cross and got put in a cave and then left the cave in his fucking spaceship. That one's that one does not make fun of them. Those people really know what they're talking about. No, look, you have a fair point. I, I would never argue with that point. And that's why I've always loved South Park is they've done exactly that, right? They have literally poked fun at all religions. Like they have, they have of any show, they have made that a trademark. We're going hard at everybody no one's getting left out and you know i i think that's good I, but but my thing with religion is i think sometimes people having something to hold on to is is good for people whereas i feel it's a crutch for the stupid but you know i also think that term religion could be used for a lot of things like your sports team is almost a religion that holds you together for a lot of people. That's a ritual. You you put out intentions, almost prayers. I mean, I mean, and it then, is. Yeah. And then you get like Eagles fans who are like the fucking Christian conservatives who will die for their fucking squad. Meanwhile, I'm like, I care about the Giants, but I don't give a fuck that much. You care a lot about your sports teams. I'm not fucking killing anybody over them. Yeah, I mean, who's who's killing somebody over their team? Well, Dodgers fans, <laughs> Eagles fans, this has <laughs> happened before. It, it has. And there's a reason Giants fans don't wear fucking Giants gear to Eagles games and Cowboys fans don't because they're worried about getting fucking murdered. Sure. But that but that's why I said that. That's why it's like sports are almost a religious experience. I mean, the Super Bowl in itself is like a religious holiday. How serious people take it with the food preparation. You can make so many analogies between. I mean, I can tell you, I I can tell you one thing of all the death threats I've gotten. The majority of them are about, you know, me trashing the military, me fucking saying shit about religion and me saying some shit about Pats fans. So Pats fans definitely fucking feel like it's like a religion. Eagles said like there are certainly there's certainly a subsection of people that take it way too fucking seriously. Well, I always have this advice for people like religion. Tom Brady doesn't care about you. And the Pope doesn't care about you. They both just want your fucking money. And probably to mouth kiss children. I mean, this, this Pope, he's decent. I think he's, I think I mean, he's yes, a little better. The, the, the Royal Pope, the Pope, you know what I mean? I think he's, I think, I think Just he's, uh, I think he's not that bad though. As far as, as far as, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me say this. Religious criminals. Hold, hold as on, far on. as mob bosses go. Yeah. I, I was going to say he's a he's, gentle mob boss. He's the Tony Soprano. Like he's a, he's a fucking Don with a heart of gold. There's there's a lot of a lot of corruption. I will never ever deny that. But I will say this: well, you you know, 
I, I am, I'm definitely hypocritical in some of my beliefs there and, and I'll be the first one to admit it, but to go back to the sports thing real quick, cause we are a sports show. I'll just say in the great words of my late great father, Walt Ruther, it's just a game. That's all he would say to me as a kid. When I get worked up, it's just a game, Andy. It's not just a game, dad. It's a game of life. I never said that. Okay. I think we've done this one before, but you know what? I'll play it again because I, I swear we did. We just do this though. If this is my top five rappers, I'm leaving. <laughs> I think we just did this one, but let's let's see it. Hey, what's up, boys? This is Nimbor Stripper Dirtball Bryson here. First off, we're starting this call. It's going to be 60 seconds, but I wanted to apologize for my last call, Andy. I didn't mean to come at you. I was on vacation, a little tipsy, and just. Yeah, so I do apologize in advance about that last call, but I do have a great topic of debate here. What is the most unbreakable sports record that you just honestly believe will never be broken? I mean, we have Ricky Henderson's, you know, fourteen hundred and six stolen bases, Brett Favre's three hundred and five, you know, interceptions, which I think James Winston would easily break had he started his whole career. Um, is it Johnny? Van Deers or whatever, he, he threw back-to-back no-hitters. I don't remember his full name. I think that's his name. Um, he threw back-to-back no-hitters on the mound. So I'm just curious what you guys think are records or what is the record that you know for sure will not be broken. Stay dirty, boys. By the way, I, don't know, I don't know if we did this recently, but I know we talked about the legitimacy of like uh, breaking Pete Rose's record. Yeah, that's probably it is not the first one on my list, but it's on the list for sure. Uh, well, first of all, dude, thank you. you. You don't need to apologize to me. I wasn't like, like you weren't like a dick. I look, I, I'm here to look. Not everybody's going to like me. Not everybody's going to agree with me. That's totally cool. I think that's good, but no need to, uh, no need to apologize. man. We're, we're all, we're all good. Uh, I, by the way, that's number one on my list. Maybe number one, the Pete Rose. The the the, I would say if you did Vegas odds, the Vegas odds of somebody breaking Pete Rose's record is significantly higher than just other baseball records. Ricky Henderson, like Ricky Henderson, was stealing 130 bases in a season. No one steals fucking 40 bases anymore. We're talking about guys still get 200 hits in a year. Then you need somebody to do it for a long time. No one steals a fucking 130 bases. And Ricky played till he was like 40. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. No one ever is going to break Ripken's record because no, he used to go through terrible slumps and they just let him do it. The day with rest days and day offs and recoveries and whatever, like they just won't let it happen. Well, they won't, look, let, it, they won't let that happen. Now we could get to a point where, I mean, look at Tom Brady. We could get to a point where some guy comes around in baseball, plays till he's 45. But he ain't stealing bases till he's 45, and he ain't playing every day till he's 45. Well, what's crazy those is are up there. I mean, we've mentioned Gretzky's, you talk about Gretzky's point record. Gretzky's got like 900 more points, I think, than like Yager, who also played till he was like whatever. Like, I don't think anybody's breaking fucking Gretzky's point record. Two no hitters back to back. That's doable. Yeah. Far's interception thing is definitely, I mean, it's unlikely because they wouldn't, they don't let guys turn the ball over that much anymore. 
Damn. Yeah, I'm looking. Sorry, I'm looking at Gretzky. Holy shit. I mean. What's Gretzky at? Like Gretzky's at like almost 3,000 points or something like that. He's at like 2,700 points. 2,857. And Yager's not at 2,000. No. And Yager played way long. And was good as shit. Now that see the, that's a record to me that's like unbreakable in hockey unless they go to like unless they're like hey f-, you know unless they do some dipshit baseball thing where they double the size of the goal and everybody's suddenly scoring six points a game. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. But it's, but crazy it's more to- likely than. That's still more likely than somebody breaking fucking Ricky Henderson's stolen base record. Like, I would love to see who the current all-time stolen base leaders. Do you think there's somebody in the top hundred that's playing today? Let's pull it up. I mean, Billy Hamilton. Is that possible? Nobody's even close, Prano. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, that's a different Billy Hamilton. <laughs> D Gordon's D Gordon's 127th. Billy Hamilton's 159th. There's another Billy Hamilton that's third on the all-time list, which is hilarious. I was like, Billy Hamilton's a fucking Elvis Andrews, 162nd. I mean, Jose Reyes finished with 517. He finished with a third of the amount of fucking stolen bases. You know who he's right in front of? Barry Bonds. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That is a good one that I never would have thought of. Stolen bases. No one is coming close. No. Ricky Henderson's fucking totals in some years were here. Let's let's look it up right now. He have a fucking thing and not have stolen bases for the guy. He had a hundred, hundred and thirty, hundred and eight. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. And he played. You want to hear something crazy? Twenty four years? Twenty five years. He led Major League Baseball in stolen bases in his 20th season, 66. In his yeah. 20th season. And he was stealing 80. One year, he stole 91% of his bases. 87%. And they just don't do it anymore because that one fucking one out of 10, they get caught. They're like, no. But if we had a bomb when he was on. He finished with the Dodgers. I didn't even know that. Dude, Ricky Henderson was a fucking legend. Yeah. I yeah. miss that, man. I mean, I miss the old ball player. Like, like the Ricky Henderson, just the gritty, talented. Ricky misses Ricky too. You we, think somebody's breaking Ricky's record? No one's breaking Ricky's record. And that's what baseball is missing, man. They, they're missing like some young stud black athlete players like Ricky Henderson, man. It's too hard. It's too hard. to. It's like 
the 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 value of making it. I mean, look at the Kyler Murrays, look at the Patrick Mahomes, look at the guys who are just like, you know, short window, more money. I agree, but I, but baseball, I it's would the same argue thing as, it's the same. I would say, I would say it's the same thing as soccer. If you would like the Odell Beckhams of the world would be fucking soccer players for sure. If you know, LAFC was handing out $200 million soccer deals, but they're not. I know. It's just, I think the sport would be better for the sport. The excitement level. All right. We're doing lots of blasts from the past or a long time dirt balls. Let's continue it. Hey, Joe and Andy, Dr. Dirtball here. 315 represent. Long time listener, first time caller. So I think everybody knows my favorite band at this point, except maybe Andy. And their legacy segmented into three eras, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. Each one identifies a different style, fan base, and just the general vibe. So my question is, if the Dirty Sports podcast could be segmented into eras, what would they be and why? For example, pre- and post-denting. Also, the doctor title is official now. Just want to thank you guys for holding it down for my entire degree. And condoms are for nobody because I'm feeling peaceful. One love. I like it. All right. I think so. He they- got his. So hold on real quick. So he... We got him through. He became a doctor. Yeah, he has a PhD. I saw on his uh, I saw on his Instagram story. He even made the news. Interviewed on the news. Congrats. I'm assuming he's talking about fish as his favorite band, but I'm not sure. I think so. Uh, oh, sure. you don't know? I'm I'm pretty sure it's fish. I was I was thinking it's got to be some sort. Of, yeah, I was he sends assuming. me a lot of fish stuff. I was thinking fish or like Grateful Dead, something like that. Yeah, pretty sure it's fish jam band. Um, I would say the dirty sports era eras are the early days. That's basically pre-denting. No, well, dude, you got to remember the denting happened like less than two months into the show. So like the two months. Yeah. Okay. So then I would say the early days, it's like 2014, 2015. What, how long were we into the show when we went to sideshow? I mean, a sideshow part of the early days yeah. of the podcast. We we okay. So here's a quick timeline. First show after conference championship games, 2014. So late January, we go to sideshow in October that year. So about nine months later, sideshow is part of the early days. Okay. So what's the marker? The end of sideshow is that the end of the early days of. Our contract with Sideshow, we did a year at that studio. Is 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 when we went to two episodes the end of the early days? Is the is Let Prano Pitch the end of the early days and the so, beginning of a new era? So we went to two episodes when we went to Sideshow. Or no, 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 no. When football no, season didn't. started. You're right. When football season started. I'd almost argue the early days are pre-pitch then post-pitch was the end of sideshow into uh, Savage Town 
So we have well, the early days. I, I would argue down era. I would argue there's definitely. Okay. When we started filming slash, I completely redid the apartment. Yeah. That's a new era. I agree for sure. So I think, so I think the first era starts with the early be, from the beginning to let pray no pitch from the pitch to turning the studio to this, to from smut shack to smut studio. Okay. So now we're at three eras, then the death of the studio and the beginning of the zoom era. So I would say we're at four eras. Take, take me through. When's the second one again? So we've got the early days that goes through basically sideshow kind of the let Prano pitch. That was like really when we started to like, you know, and then we've got from there, we go back to set basically the first era, the early days, the smut shack, the smut studio and the zoom era. Do you remember when we lost that interview and I slammed my, what was the interview? Was it with like the fucking, it was like with the trans chick who Michael Phelps fucked, right? But I was so mad just to lose the interview. I slammed the headphones. And you were like, what are we going to do? And I was like, call her back and see if she'll do it again. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm a TMZ story that will be remembered for a minute as the transgender girl that Fucked Michael Phelps. Yeah, I'll do an interview again. <laughs> yeah, we can run it back. I was so mad. What is the next era going to be? To be continued. When, when I finally dose Andy with mushrooms, open that third eye, and we take this, we take Savage Town 2, south of the border. <laughs> I've done mushrooms before. Yeah, we need to get you back on them sometime soon. We need to. We need I, to I, I was thinking. I've done only done them twice. I was thinking and today. Then we well, take this south of the border, Savage Town, Baja, or where where we leave this. I finally break you, and we leave the number one country in the world. Again, Joe, you like to put words in my mouth. No, we definitely have a you on the record as like the greatest country in the world. You you went hard on the greatest country in the world vibes. Like, what, like where the fuck else would you go? What like 2016? I went hard on that. Yeah, Johnny Manziel, the United States of America. You were you were fucking you were long on a lot of these causes. Kobe I mean, Bryant. I mean, Michael I still I you know I could live somewhere else. I still like I like living in USA. If I went somewhere else, it would be a, a USA type in Australia, New Zealand. Although, I don't know, maybe a South American country, a Costa Rica. Possibly. Or like, uh, what's like a sweet, like what are some of those countries? Are you like, talking about it? the fucking Scandinavian countries? Yeah. You're a socialist all of a sudden. No, I, I was going to bring that up. I heard it. I, I thought I heard a great point by Dave Chappelle about that uh, on Rogan's podcast. I thought this was a very astute argument that he makes. He was talking about being over there. And he said, the difference is 
they feel their taxpayer dollars are put to good use. And we don't in America. And that Chappelle's argument was it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you are. Everybody bitches. It doesn't matter. Like they feel taxpayer dollars are wasted. If you go to those countries, now they are different because they're a lot smaller. He said, I get the vibe the citizens feel it's put to good use, where in America, all we do is bitch. Because it's a lot more complicated here than it should be. So they're like, you have healthcare in school, and here we have armies that patrol cities. Well, I, that, that wasn't his point. His, his point was... No, that's their point. That's the, the citizens of those countries' points. So like, yeah. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And, and look, I mean, they, we're, ha- we're heavily taxed, but like, it's good. Well, they are, they are very different. So I don't know how exactly you can compare, but I think you can find some sort of, I would argue, again, I don't know shit about this stuff, that you can find some sort of common ground exactly where it's just not a shithole and the roads don't suck all the time everywhere and the schools don't suck but hey i got my own problems i got i got cicadas coming so i'll I'll let i'll let the other people worry about that i i am proud to announce that four baby robins were born last week and uh wow congratulations on the back patio in the nest i've been taking this is my life now i've been taking videos almost daily to show their growth and keeping them for myself. And they should be able to fly away probably in a week. <laughs> should be able to fly away soon. The mom and dad get mad every. I'm like, guys, I gotta do work out here. I'm sorry. They fly away, they get scared. Okay. What else we got here? We can do we can do a couple more, maybe. Actually, let's do this one for you because okay. this is a this is a baseball prano one. You'll have an opinion. I don't really know enough about this. What's up, fellas? This is you. Uh, just want to talk about baseball. And um, recently, uh, I think Buxton and Acuna both just got hurt um, just running to first base, stepping on the bag. I've heard a couple things about it. They haven't changed the bases since the 30s. Um, you know, some obviously different technologies happened since then. I know the bases are pretty damn hard. So, um, you know, there's a couple options. You have the little safety base, which one thing um, is if you're a right-handed batter, they say it will be an extra three feet distance to run, which is obviously a disadvantage. Um, would change, you know, how many bang-bang plays are there would be would make a big change to the game. Um, you know, another option is just to have it flat. So I was just kind of thinking um, – Seeing what you guys thought about what could be some potential options with what they could do with the bases to make it, um, you know, just a little bit safer later. So, Joe, he's saying they haven't changed the bases since the 30s? That's news to me. I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch baseball in the 30s. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe the size and the shape. I'm, I'm assuming that the uh, exact texture of the bag has probably changed a little bit but um maybe the way you know they're they're uh secured to the ground hasn't changed i don't know maybe you know i i i haven't seen a lot of 1930s bases um they seemed like they were softer uh so i think that there's definitely like it seems like bases should change 
it seems like bases should be flat to the ground. Now that kind of presents a little bit of a problem. Um, I think the problem it presents is like, we've gotten a little bit away, especially with instant replay from the uh, neighborhood play and all these things where you kind of just like uh, allow guys to not touch the bag, even though they were supposed to um, first base men, uh, especially like the pressing your foot up against the bag is like the back end of your foot stability. Is there a way to put it in the ground so that a first baseman can still sort of secure it and feel it with their foot without looking at it, but also not have it raised up so much. I think lowering it to the ground would be a great thing. Um, because we don't need them stacked that high. The safety base thing is like, that's a very softball thing. I think the answer with that is like, if you add that on, I hate the idea of like penalizing guys. If we add that on and then we go, Oh, we're gonna, you know, you've got to hit that bag. Like having it as an option is one thing, but like then saying like, if you don't, it's an out like you do in like fucking kids softball is like, would be lame as fuck but it just seems like with modern technology that they should be like more flush with the ground but then there's just like how do you hit them when you're running the bases you know i'm in my head i'm picturing some sort of very technological like light on the ground <laughs> that is like you know lights up when you touch it or something like that but i think it's like the, the issue is the finding it without seeing it thing. You know what I mean? For runners, it's easy. But but finding that bag with your foot, if you're a first baseman or if you're a second baseman or a shortstop turning a double play, like you do need to have some sort of, you need to have yeah. some sort of texture there that, that you're finding with your without your eyes. The bases, the bases are grass. It's not a terrible idea. Actually, it's kind of not a terrible idea. Like a very organic, turfy-like yeah. thing. The problem with bases being grass, right, is the same problem as everything else. Is like if you're trying to turn a base. Now, is it mushy? The weather is affecting it. It's slipping out from under you. But I like it in theory. Imagine Ricky Henderson sliding into that. Yeah. Maybe people start stealing bases more when they when they're green. And it's real it's when I say grass, I mean marijuana. Yeah. You're turning two, smoking a J. Bill Walton's calling back and he's like, that's when T ball really took off for me. <laughs> when they started using cannabis as our bases. I said, not only will I get to third, I will get all the way back home. All right, let's do one more call. This is uh, this one's for me, I think. Before I play the final call of today's All Dirtball Call episode, I'd like to drop a quick disclaimer. It's currently two days after we recorded this episode. And the truth is, I did not like where the final 70 minutes of this show went. I didn't like the things Joe was saying, and I didn't like the fact that I felt I didn't have a chance to respond to the things he was saying. 
And I let him know that, and he understood that. And we discussed that after the show, and then also after Thursday, May 20th show. So we discussed it a few times. And Joe is adamant about what he said on the show. And he said, I can leave it, I can cut it, or I can give the final 70 minutes to him, and he would gladly put it up on his own podcast. So after debating and weighing in on some of these options, in the spirit of transparency, which I believe Dirty Sports has been founded and honored for the seven plus years of the show, I'm going to keep the final 70 minutes of the show. Doesn't mean I agree with everything, as you'll hear, and it doesn't mean that I enjoyed it. Joe knows this. I did not enjoy it. But in the honor of Dirty Sports and transparency, I'm going to keep the final 70 minutes and let everybody just hear it for what it is, because that's what we do here at Dirty Sports. So this is the final call and the final 70 minutes of the All Call episode. What's going on, Dirty Sports? Uh, it's your number one Arlington slash former Penn State dirtball. Um, so this question's for Andy. So I know you have the Ruther curse, and from my friend group over here, I'm not, I'm considered the number one per slash jinx guy. Um, so my biggest jinx was in 2015, you know, when Penn State had that big run in the Rose Bowl. Um, and then they were playing Ohio State. It was an absolute shitstorm without it was raining there. We stayed till the third quarter. They were getting pretty slaughtered by Ohio State at our home game, and we couldn't take the rain anymore. We were kind of pussies then. But we were just thinking, like, damn, it's going to be just my luck that we leave and they come back. They had the most epic comeback, really, of all time. So I was just wondering, what are your two most Ruther Curse-worthy stories? Um, thanks so much, and stay dirty, boys. And condoms are for the woke Cuck Joe Prano. Whoa. See, there you go. There you go. I can't believe the guy who called me a woke cuck is a college football fan. Did you go to any of those schools? I fear I fear you didn't. He went to Penn State. So what are you saying? Yeah. A classic dipshittery. That, that horrible fuck town of Pennsylvania. Did you did you go did you go kneel before the statue of the pedophile at your fucking rustic rural shitbag I eighty fucking death town school? You fucking pedophile Bill. He's like, hey, don't talk about pedophiles. I go to church and I went to Penn State. I fucking love fucking pedophiles. Speaking of uh college football fans are the worst. Speaking of woke. Um, and Penn State. This is uh, this is true. Penn State. This is what's going on in college campuses. Penn State is getting rid of the terms freshman and junior because they are male specific and fall into Western male father son naming conventions. This is from the Senate Committee on Curriculum Affairs at Penn State in charge of the removal of gendered and binary terms from course and program descriptions. This see, is not a joke. See, that's the difference between woke and not woke. See, I peep, you know, dipshit MAGA hat wearing college football fans will call me woke. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. I'm just saying fucking black people should be allowed to express their opinion and cops should stop murdering people for no reason. 
Yeah, but but see, I would counter that with a with a statement of saying you're blanketly saying all cops are murdering people. I would say no, I no, I never actually I never said all cops are murdering people. I would say statistically that's not true. I didn't say that. I didn't say all cops are murdering people. I said I think cops should stop murdering people. Also, that's what Colin Kaepernick said, in case anybody was wondering what he was protesting. Also, I have said you're a piece of shit if you sign up to be a part of a system that protects murderers. So I never said all cops are murderers. I just said all cops are pieces of shit. But that- I've, but but again, once you go there, remember my counter argument would say we are all part of the problem. You could argue that we live in a country that was founded on slavery and founded on a lot of atrocities, killing Native Americans. Therefore, us by living here, we also are part of the problem. You see well, what I'm saying? No, like, we didn't have a we didn't have a choice. But you and I do now. We don't have to live here. Well, first of all, we do have to live here right now. Also, going to other places okay, is with COVID, difficult. Yeah. Also, you know, being a part of a system where you have set up your life and you've made choices in life and you've done whatever and you're like, well, I fit into this. That's one thing. But I didn't. But like part of that, I didn't grow up and go like, well, I'm from America and we fucking have a history of treating people like shit. So, yeah, I should fucking join up. I don't have to fucking be a part of the system. And I think the system in its uh, numerous letters to me of uh, I'm going to be arrested and fined for not paying into the system would argue that I'm not part of the system in certain things. That's the difference. You sign up to be a part of the death machine, then you're no better death, or worse than anybody who's part machine. of the death machine. Yeah, like if you sign up to be a part of the military, if you sign up to be a part of the fucking police. So, so my, so, so my family, is, hold on. So my family is part of the death machine. The ones who sign up for the military. Well, yeah, of course they are. I mean that now, is a- now, now we could argue what kind of, uh, we could argue what kind of brainwashing took place in their younger days that made them do that. And I'm not saying it's necessarily their fault, you know. The rah-rah patriotism. And we have people out there, the the rah-rah fucking brainwashing of Michael Jordan has fucking, you know, people saying believing in that. The rah-rah fucking, you know, things has turned Steelers fan and being like, hey, listen, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't convicted. You know what I mean? There's a whole way of brainwashing people. Am I saying that your brothers are bad people for getting brainwashed no that's what the, that's why the military targets children that's why we have gi joe on tv and you enlist when you're 18 they want people who don't know any fucking better a lot of 35 year olds signing up to be in the fucking military i mean this could this this would literally be a whole other podcast and the brainwashing uh, of the youth of america with no patriotism I, so that they sign up to be a part of the war machine and kill brown people around the world I, i'm yeah, saying it, it i'm saying so, but, but you're but you're just but again you're just tossing out like you're just tossing out a lot of things that could be broken down one by one is what i'm saying you like listen i know and, one thing i know and, one thing about all your entire family i've met everybody in your family you're not a bunch of idiots. Okay. I have a feeling if I sat down with your brothers who were a part of the fucking war machine, I'm like, should we have gone to fucking Iraq? They'd be like, mm, probably not. But we did. And they fucking went. 
because fucking the rah-rah war machine brainwashes children. Well, I mean, I mean, that's also a complicated issue. They also signed up. So it's. Obviously, I am very. And then they got brainwashed there and there about, you know, following orders and how it's fucking, you know, God unit code fucking blah, blah, blah. And all the fucking way the military brainwashes you once you're in there and, you know. But I could argue, you know, we're all brainwashed again. It's like once you start going down this rabbit hole, so to speak, we're all brainwashed to a degree. All of us. Do you agree with that statement? We're all no, brainwashed. I don't necessarily agree with that. Statement. I think you are. I think I am too. I think I think we all that that's that's not whether it's brainwashing or the environment that affects us psychologically. That's a proven fact, right? That's the whole nature versus nurture debate, right? And we're all affected by how we were brought up, where we come from. Doesn't mean you can't overcome it. Yeah. Eat mushrooms out there. Guys, if you're listening to the show, I've said this before. Don't be the kind of dipshit who says stuff like woke cuck and definitely like tells his kids to fucking, you know, go to church and fucking salute the flag and re- respect fucking cops and shit like that. Eat mushrooms. Yeah, but but, I, the but again, this, the best this is you can. this is where you and I don't necessarily agree. I know we get it, Andy. The brainwashing was strong in your in the fucking Midwest. Religion and police and the military. We get it. You haven't fucking eaten enough mushrooms. You eaten them twice. It has nothing to do with mushrooms. Well, it'll help. You can you can respect the military and you can respect law enforcement. You can respect aspects or take things from a religion and-, and i can respect the guy who fucking pumps my gas too because he also signed up for a shitty job because he wasn't qualified to do fucking anything else it doesn't mean i gotta say he's fucking right or wrong but my question to you would be what's what's the answer it, it's it's almost like when you say those things like you're sitting on a pedestal above why am i sitting what am i sitting on a pedestal no no, no, no. I'm, I'm just hold on hold on relax relax i'm saying to you right now joe when you say those things, that's how it might come across to people. That's what I'm saying. There is no. Pe- uh, why is it a pedestal? Actually, a pedestal. Uh, the 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 pedestal. This is where the fucking brainwashing is the worst. The pedestal is show up, do some sort of salute, whether it's a fucking salute or it's the sign of the cross. Give us fucking money. Respect us. Bow down. The only people on pedestals are fucking priests, presidents, generals, fucking lieutenants. I'm just a guy going, fuck all of the people on pedestals. So fuck, my qu- I'm literally saying fuck pedestals. So my question to you is, let me ask you this. Let me get deep for a minute. Let me get deep on the, on the spirituality, religious stuff. A cop's not fucking better than you because he did 50 push-ups and fucking I, 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 high I, school fucking reading level. I agree. I'm not saying a cop's better than me. I, so I'm don't not, respect them. They don't deserve your respect. Well, we disagree. I think you. Sh- I think you should. You should respect everybody. You should. You should at least try to. Do you believe that there's a? So you 100 percent are against. You don't think there's a higher being? I don't know or care. That there's nothing that controls the universe. No, there's nothing. I don't believe in anything that controls the universe. And I don't believe that there's anything that controls the universe. The same reason, reason I don't believe that there's Santa Claus. Because there's never any proof that there was. My parents but, gave me fucking Christmas presents. There's zero fucking proof that they came from Santa Claus. There's zero proof that it comes from anything. There's, there's more zero proof, proof of aliens than there are of God. I don't, Significantly more. But there's also zero proof that there 
isn't. Isn't. Great. Hence, cool. the ter- hence the term agnostic of, hey. Right. But there's also zero, pr- you know, there's zero proof there isn't the fucking Loch Ness Monster. Do you, but believe, like, do, you, do you believe in reincarnation at all? I don't know. And I don't care. But is it possible? I guess it's possible. But probably, like, what, what would tell me that there is? Like somebody, you know, fucking the old show where the, you know, the guy's talking to the dead. Okay, maybe that's neither here nor there. I don't give a fuck about people. have, Dude, having faith in something is one thing. We're not talking about faith. We're talking about the criminal organizations that are every single organized religion. I think I think mankind. I didn't answer fucking his question. tax shelters and fucking crusades and fucking hey, man. abortion clinic fucking protesting and well, covering well, that all well, in, and covering that all by being like, if you're a good one of our little group, you don't support these things. The, listen, we have fucking pro-choice I- and pro-life groups in America, and they're basically split down the line of religion because religious people boycotted are boycotting it because they've brainwashed people into being like, you shouldn't be for this. And if you do, then fucking God hates you. But I think you're also, again, I, what a like, way to fucking scare people, but you're stereotyping everyone. Like, like you can, you can take elements of the Bible of whatever religious book. There are a lot of good yeah, teachings. I can take fucking elements of, you know, then, then, then like what, Wonderland too. But I, I totally agree. The eating mushrooms part. No, I totally agree. But then why bastardize it as everything? Look, look, we agree. It doesn't because mean that people I, who are Alice in Wonderland fans aren't fucking boycotting abortion clinics. But again, if someone if someone has a religious belief that organized religion is the devil it's been used for way more bad than good but see i think i think my argument and we've done this debate before my argument and and i there's no two countries at war right now bombing each other because one they're eagles fans and one i i I know but this was my argument this was my argument again let me let me just say my piece on it Uh, again it's not that i'm like so pro-religion because trust me i go back and forth all the fucking time on this stuff and I totally agree. Well, stop going back. Just go forth. Well, hold on. I totally agree on the the tax breaks and being tax exempt and getting PPP money and covering up all these awful crimes of child molestation and payouts. But let's talk about the fucking child molestation. There's a, a, this is also a thing that started because they fucking, if you were gay, they made you a fucking priest. This is their way of being like, oh, if you're, this is what we're going to shove you into the fucking priesthood. So now we're going to fucking say homosexuality is bad and then to punish you for it, we're going to make you a fucking priest. Now you're a fucking celibate homo that fucking is going to molest children. It's like, it's not even half of their fucking faults. I know, but but hold on, let me let me get again. You're going on a, on a different tangent about something else. Let me get back to my point. It's all which, the same fucking thing, which we've discussed before, and this is what my opinion is. If organized religion didn't exist, mankind has always gone to war. We've always fought. We and, won't. And, know, we won't know. Listen, well, well, Andy, well, mankind's well, always gone to war. We won't know the the fact. We won't know whether or not your thesis that people will or will not fight without religion unless we fucking actually try it. 
but but we have in a way if you look at history you know organized religion is still relatively christianity is a newer thing islam is a newer like these are newer religions buddhism is a newer religion if you look at the history of mankind and that's statistically true my point is i would argue and i think a lot of people who know more about it than me would probably be able to back it up that we are going to fight whether it's Jews and Muslims, whether it's a religious battle, whether it's a piece of land, we're going to fight over something. That would be my argument. So great. I'm so glad that we're fucking figuring this out. So let's, let's remove the religion for sure. So we'll stop fighting over that. Let's move the fucking military so we can stop fighting over fucking land and, and, you know, natural resources. Great. We're that we're fucking solving all the world's problems. And now let's get rid of the fucking police because no one's fucking fighting. And I don't need you to tell me where I can and can't fucking park. But, it, but again, I can that's, and can't have a fucking alcoholic beverage where, you know, you, you should be more. Your your anger and frustration should be more with politicians who've decided that you can't do that, but you can vote, but you can't drink. They're the ones making the laws. Correct. Well, Andy, first of all, I have but, plenty of issues with politicians. That's not even that's neither here nor there. But the but number, it is it is here. And you know what the number one problem I have is? We haven't ever had a fucking politician in this country run for a really high office that had the balls to say, "Stop believing in the fucking sky lord that's fucking watching over everybody," because they all cater to the dipshit, brainwashed fucktards. Now to answer yeah. the now we haven't had a single fucking uh, you know ballsy politician who said guys we're still gonna have the number one fucking military spending in the whole world every time a country raises it we're always gonna fucking spend one dollar more that's my fucking promise to you we'll always spend one dollar more than everybody else instead of nine times more than everybody else. Hey man, I agree. The military industrial complex is 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 a scam. It's bullshit. Just like the war on drugs. I I, I agree. I think if I was president, that'd be one of the first things I'd tackle. So what, that, I don't even know what we're not on the same page about. And we fucking brainwash children into going fucking rah rah America. Everybody wants to be fucking GI Joe when they grow up. Fucking have I, a tank. But I also, I also don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think we. Well, we don't do it as much anymore. It's getting fucking better, but only because woke cucks. But, but also the, the, you know, the military has, and and things like the GI Bill, which happened after World War II, that was a great thing for this country. That was a great thing for people to get free education. I mean, there is something to be said of learning discipline and teamwork. And all those things that encompasses joining the military. It's that it's you not could fucking do if you do trust falls with your fucking corporate retreats and blah blah blah. Come like, on, dude, we, you know it's not the same. Oh my god, we need to fucking talk about how there's ranking and this person is better than you because they've been there longer than you and they're fucking blah blah blah. Like it's all, but it's, it's but all it's, way it's, it's like to you want total structure so that you want. Yes, I structure do. I'm a love based anarchist. I'm an I'm love based. Structure anarchist. is good though. We we need a balance of. Stru- chaos can be good too. 
I'm not like totally against chaos, but we need a balance of structure and chaos of order and chaos. I would argue. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Joe, if you didn't, if you didn't have structure, when you put something in the mail, it wouldn't go anywhere. Or well, you could, that's or, not, or, the, or there wouldn't. That's actually, no. How often do you go to the fucking USPS? Like, well, today, like, mail koozies. Okay. But you could fucking go, FedEx has nothing to do with the fucking the United States government. I know, but my argument is order is good. You fucking deliver things without. I know that I can get from point A to B most likely through some sort of order because of stop signs and traffic lights and laws, right? Like those were put in place to keep some sort of structure and order. Do you agree? That's fine. Like, you know, I have no problem with fucking stop signs. I do believe, you know, in a, in a utopian society, you would never need stop signs because everybody would care enough about individuals to stop at a four-way stop for somebody else's safety. But that would actually slow things down. That's neither here nor there. The, the problem isn't fucking people stopping at stop signs. The problem isn't fucking, you know, punishing people that, that don't stop at stop signs, you know, the fucking red light cameras, but then it's like, Oh, well, the fucking big brother's watching us and blah, blah, blah. The problem is when you don't stop at a stop sign and then some cop fucking pulls you over and then he's like, what's in the fucking back. What do you fucking give a shit? You fucking, you couldn't graduate fucking college. You did 50 pushups and now you're fucking harassing me. What's in my backpack. You know, what's in my backpack drugs officer. Now piss the fuck off. Not all cops are doing that is my point. I've, I've gotten a ticket for running a stop sign. He didn't check my car. You have no idea what he checked. You don't think he fucking peered in the back seat? You don't think he fucking ran your license? You don't think he fucking well, used I his w- flashlight on you? You don't think I, he tried to see if your fucking eyes were? I would argue, even though I'm for legal drugs, I would argue back. Maybe I shouldn't run a stop sign if I got weed in the back. Then that's on Maybe me. It was a fucking accident, dog. Did, did you should take, run a stop sign because you had fucking weed in the back. My point is, How my about point if you is, run a stop sign, nothing happens. We just give people a fucking warning. We t- we send people a fucking notice in the mail. I don't need fucking. I don't need guys who need power. To have power. Well, the, then, the first thing that should, again, you know what the first thing that should like make you not be able to be a cop signing up to be a cop. It should be like a recruited fucking position. Joe, I, th- I think, you know what you need? I'm being serious. I think you need to, you need to go down to LAPD and trail some of these guys who work in some really rough areas and see what they deal with, man. What? I, I, Why do I need to fucking do that? Because You'll see that the life of a cop isn't is easy and all about power. I would argue that there's a lot more to it. If you had to, if you had to, what do they call it when you go with somebody? A ride along. Yeah, that's it. A ride along. If you were in a rough area, if you had to go in a gang infested what area. What is a rough? Right. Okay. What is a rough area? Look. Okay. Well, now we're talking about gang infested area. Gang infested area. Okay. What happens in gang infested areas? I don't know. Shootouts? I've never they had shoot to do out it. Shootout the OK Corral? I'm saying that's not an easy job. You know what happens when there's gang shootouts? 
little bitch ass cops call fucking SWAT teams. Same thing that happens when they fucking when a couple people are peacefully fucking protesting. They call on the fucking big guns. Because cops want to fucking harass people. But again, it's it's labeling everybody like that's that's just that's just not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair to a profession. It really isn't. I don't care what's fucking fair to a profession. You signed up to be a part of a military force that fucking rules our country. You like violence. You support violence. Again, that's just your opinion. Well, yeah, my opinion is if you sign up to be a part of a violent corporation, then you are inherently violent. And again, if, if we if we want to pull back, like I said, I could argue to you by living in America who has been. I didn't sign up to live in America, Andy. These guys didn't get born into the LAPD. They went to a fucking office. They gave them their information. They said, I want to be a part of this. You, you know why you didn't sign up? And you know why I didn't sign up? You know why? Because we had it pretty nice, dude, growing up. We didn't have to. There might be a kid from East L.A. who didn't have much, and his way out was to join the LAPD. That kid joined. He wasn't power hungry. Now now you're just saying what I'm saying, that military police, they take advantage of the of the needy, the desperate and the brainwashable. And then what they do is, oh, oh, you want to go to school? You want to go to school? Yeah, we all want to go to fucking college. Well, you'll get to go to free college. All you got to do is murder people. You should run for president, man. You got it all figured out. I've, I've, listen, it's right fucking there, dog. Tell for president. It's, it's, I'm, it's that easy. I'm telling you, it's that easy. And you know why it's not that easy? Because you are a prime example of why it's not that fucking easy. You're smart. You've lived in fucking a lot of places. You've seen a lot of things, and you're still in here like, listen, not, not here to say all religion's bad. I'm not here to say all the military industrial complex is bad because we've been brainwashed into it. You sh- you're the fucking guy that's supposed to be voting for me, and you're like, no, listen, you know, Ben Shapiro makes some great points too. I mean, you know, like all this right, woke well, stuff is. You know, why is it all? Why I love how it's always been. It's always Ben Shapiro because they're the fucking guys who talk to the guy who just fucking called in. It was like woke cucks. They try to make people who are fucking insecure, little scared people feel like the, the oh, you, you, are you scared deep down inside, little guy? Well, did you the military and the police are protecting you? And if you want to be a part of the military and the police, you can do it, too. It's a little fucking weak, scared fucking people. Joe, again, that's why I said the ride along. It's Andy, it's let, it's hold on, but it's it's quick to cast. To? I'm talking to you because you're, it's it's quick to cast everyone as weak and scared. And the thing is, you don't even see it when you're saying this. It People is like say all the time to me, like, oh, you ever go through a bad neighborhood? You know what? I don't fucking. I've never once thought about a bad neighborhood because I'm not fucking scared. I go through fucking the Tenderloin in San Francisco. I go through fucking East New York. I go through fucking Brownsville. I go through fucking Compton. I go through fucking Inglewood. I go through all the fucking places. I don't think about it for a fucking second because I'm not like, oh, well, I'm gonna get caught in a fucking drive-by. Oh, some guy's gonna fucking stab me. And guess what? If he is, if a guy fucking mugs me on a subway in New York City, it's probably because the motherfucking man has fucked this guy over to the point where he's got to fucking lie, cheat, and steal just to fucking survive. 
I've been to all the fucking bad places. Look at me. Fuck the cops. I'd rather fucking be down a dark alley and have a guy show up with a knife than have a fucking cop around the corner. They scare me way more because they're out for fucking blood. Well, I just hope you're never in that position. Money. I, I really do it for your sake. I hope you're never in the position where you need help from a law enforcement when officer. When am I getting any, what, what position is this? When, when I'm getting raped? Cops rape more fucking people than they fucking solve rapes. When, what, what is this position I'm going to need them in? When I'm caught in a fucking bank robbery? So you think there should be, let me ask you this. Do you think there should be any police enforcement for, not going beyond the United States. Like, do you think there should be law enforcement? Listen, here's the problem with a question like that. We're too far down the fucking rabbit hole to just go like, hey, let's just dump them all out and let people who are so desperately in need of structure and feeling secure think that they don't have any because people will freak the fuck out. Like, oh, oh, the woke people. No more cops. Like, fucking scared. Fucking shoot everybody. That's why we have 2A. You ever notice how many fuck? All the people who have guns are all the people who fucking have cops, who love cops. If they're going to protect you, what do you fucking need a gun for? And if you need, if you have a gun to protect you, what do you fucking need them for? I thought the gun was to protect you from the military fucking blah, 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 blah. There's, it's, it's scared people. Scared people, scare people. I'm not scared. I don't fucking need a gun and I don't need a cop because I'm not a fucking pussy. I sold drugs in New York City. Never had a gun. Went to bad places, picked up drugs, went to other bad places, dropped off drugs, took money from fucking people. Never had a gun. Why would I need a gun? Somebody comes to me, give me your fucking drugs. Okay, fine. I guess I'm fucking... Guess the guy I get my drugs from is going to be real mad now. And that fucking happened. And then I was like, sorry, dog. That's what we call spillage. I'm not going to be a fucking get a gun. This is going places. It's it's fucking gross. Fucking woke cuck fucking title. People throw it out because you're a pussy, dude. You went to fucking Penn State. Why why are you letting him call you that get you so worked up? Because it's a perfect example. You know, I fucking hate cops because I also went to college in Pennsylvania. Another fucking police state where they're all fucking deputies. They're out there thinking in the fucking Wild West. They're patrolling fucking Pittsburgh, dog. Patrolling fucking Happy Valley. Let's make sure to pull over every kid who might have had a fucking couple drinks at the Penn State game. But then this kid will be like, yeah, I fucking support that. You know why? You know when they say, like, you can't teach, you, like, kids don't start racist? You don't all start scared little fucking bitch-ass pussies. Like, I want to I meet the guy. Here's, here's the kid I don't want to be friends with. I don't want to be friends with the kid in high school or having a high school party. We're all drinking. Just having fun out by somebody's pool, having the fucking time of our lives, and somebody goes, cops. The guy goes, no, no, no. Listen, everybody fucking stay here. They're just trying to do their jobs. Technically, we're fucking underage. We should all fucking stay here. No one does that. Because when you're in high school, you go, fucking, having a good time is fine. We should definitely all run when the cops come. But then, when you become a big, big pussy, and you move out into the real world, you go, maybe we should fucking comply. Because, you know, the brainwashing's really fucking taking effect. And, like, listen, the cop fucking come to you. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking pussies. 
be who you were in high school. Be like, fuck cops. We're having a good time. Fuck off. I think is disgusting. I think you have a lot of issues with this country, man. That's what I think. Yeah, no shit. Mostly that they brainwash people into fucking violence. Again, I I, they brainwash people into thinking it's okay to sign up for it. And then they brainwash people into saying, not only do they brainwash you into signing up for it, they brainwash people into saying, if you don't support the people who got brainwashed into signing up for it, you're a bad person. Support the troops. How about fuck off? How about support the fucking baggage handlers on air on fucking airlines? How about support people that fucking work at McDonald's? Support the troops? Fuck them. Were you support were, them? Were you? Oh, they guys, listen, it's serious business. They should fucking they should get on the plane before you. We're giving them college. Now they gotta get on the fucking plane before me, too. I thought they were fucking protecting me. Maybe they should get on the plane last and fucking stand up the whole flight. I thought they were fucking Mr. Tough Guy. And also disabled children and people in fucking military uniform. Why are they better? Why are they fucking boarding a plane before me? Because they're too dumb to fucking go to college? Fuck off. Dude, you don't realize how how you sound when you're saying this, though, man. I'm telling you. Listen to how you sound where you're saying some guy who took a fucking job so he could get free college later on should board a plane before you. How fucking brainwashed are you, dog? I don't really care if an old woman or a family or whoever. I don't care if an old woman or a family boards a plane before me either. I care that a fucking well-bodied 25-year-old who can't take off his fucking Little League uniform when he's off fucking duty from Little League gets to board a plane before But, Joe, me. this is my point. You and I have had such easy lives, dude. Like, we, we've we've been we've been very fortunate, man. And what? And and when you're saying all these things, you sound like an asshole, dude. To, I to sound like an people. asshole. You, this is the problem right here. I sound like an asshole because... I don't think a fucking guy who signed up on his own accord to be a part of the fucking war machine should board a plane before me. How fucking brainwashed are you, dog? You bought the ticket. You fucking went on Southwest. You fucking checked in for your flight. You got row a fucking eight. Don't even get me fucking started on fucking Southwest and fucking lining up. Why is he boarding the plane before you? I mean, that should be comfortable first for why? Give me literally one good reason, Andy. Why a military guy should get on first. Yeah. I would counter that with why does the family get on first? Because they have a fucking lot of shit to deal with. They got kids. They got fucking little, you know, lunch boxes. They got them fucking. They got to get them seatbelted in. If they don't board first, they board in front of you. They there's a whole log jam in the aisle. Now, if you're well, telling me this guy's going to fucking pack away his, you know, fucking footlocker and it's going to take extra time. Well, it's a someone the, the, in the military has willingly put themselves in harm's way. Oh, cry me a fucking river. It's a lot so easier. Now they for- get to board Southwest flights first. Again, that do- I don't. I, that doesn't like whatever. You know That's- who puts themselves in fucking harm's way? Loggers, Andy. People who work in the logging industry. They fucking help move fucking 
wood that we need to build all kinds of fucking things and lumber and whatever. And they die at a rate fucking exponentially more than cops and fucking. I just don't know why you're like, why you're so worked up. I'm asking you a question. You said they put themselves in harm's way. I'm telling you that somebody who willingly became a lumberjack put themselves even more in harm's way for the sake of the fucking U.S. economy. You're not telling me fucking loggers get to board the plane first. You know why? Because there's not a multi-billion dollar brainwashing campaign telling you how fucking important loggers are and making you fucking stand up straight and suck a logger's dick. If you look at the history, the reason we do have certain freedoms are, doesn't mean I'm for all the wars because I'm definitely not, Things have been won at war by military people. Cool. If you fought the British with a musket, you can fucking board a plane first. If you went to Iraq to fucking get us some fucking oil, you don't. But again, to me, this isn't ju- this isn't about the pl- like like the, the the plane is such a minor thing. The plane is a perfect example of your of like how they brainwash you. You're literally defending it. I'm saying I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, but you should care. You should care. What what about when they decide fucking podcasters are below the military and then now we're doing cops. Now we're doing lawyers. Now we're doing politicians. Now we're doing people who work at churches. Now we're doing bank tellers. I care more. You're last to get on a fucking plane because fuck you. Your job isn't important. I care more that Penn State is eliminating words like freshman. And you care more about that than the fact that fucking they tell you you're less important than our military. Again, I mean, we could really go down this as far as what's going on in America, as far as how they're lining things up with who's this important and who's not. I mean, we joke all the time about being straight white males, how we're last in the list right now. But at the end of the day, like it doesn't affect my day to day. Is what I'm saying. If 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 he gets on the plane before me, or a senior citizen, or whoever, we're talking about two. Like, what are you saying? A senior citizen, a pregnant lady. When you this is just common sense. When you're on the subway and a pregnant lady gets on, you get off and give her a seat. I want to remove from the fucking cultural brainwash that when it's a, a military guy gets on the fucking subway, you should get up for him. Fuck you. You're supposed to be fucking standing. In fact, you're supposed to be fucking standing guard. In fact, when you get on Southwest flights, stand by the fucking bathroom and protect me, Mr. Fucking protect me. I give you free college. Protect me. No, that's the air marshal's job. I'm off fucking duty. Well, then get on the fucking plane like everybody else. But I, I don't again. I, I just it's like I don't know why you have. It's just this because it's a brainwashing that everybody is accepted. And it's how they do it. Again, they get they're, you they're, to take little things here and little things there and little fucking things here and little fucking things there. Respect the police. Respect the fucking whatever. Why? Why? They're just fucking people. But they're not people. They're people that are, again, Joe, I, it's a very again, simple concept. You, you, Come on, listen, Joe, if you're, let, me, let me at least say Loggers die at an exponentially higher rate than cops. Loggers are not you? putting themselves in harm's way. They are. Joe, let me, Joe can I finish? Can I at least say my point? Loggers are not putting themselves in harm's way to protect me i feel i feel safer that i have a law enforcement in this country i feel safer 
most people feel safer when you when you're uh when your fucking neighbor, when your neighbor got in an altercation with the guy who's stealing his bike and fucking had to take it upon himself to attack the guy with a fucking golf club. And then the cops were like, oh, Andy, sorry, we like your story about how it all went down, but fuck off. Did you really feel safer that they were there? Did you feel safer that they came and took your little fucking notes and never did anything about the bike ring outside your apartment and only prosecuted the white guy that they knew they could get money from? Did you feel fucking safer, dude? It does. This is a real world in your fucking house running with the police. Did you fucking feel safer? Did I feel safer? I would have felt less safe that they were ignoring the bike, the violent bike ring happening outside my apartment and telling me we can't do anything. What would you say you do here? I would say your utopian society that you want is, is just not Doug, feasible. You're not answering questions. Did you feel safer when the cops told you guys to fuck off? Fuck you that you care about the bike ring. Do I feel safer knowing that I had LAPD when I lived in Venice is basically what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just fucking that happened to you. Why did it make you feel safer that they said, not only are we not going to do anything, not only are we going to let them literally burn your street down, but we are going to criminally prosecute your neighbor who tried to stop them. Well, how could that make you feel safer in what uh, world? Again, it doesn't mean that there's not systems that need to be eradicated or corrupt systems. But that goes, again, way above. But I'm just asking you how cops. it made you feel safer. I'm saying having law enforcement in general makes me feel safer. Right. Yes. Having. But then, a, when, you, but then when you see it in practice and they don't do anything, you have been brainwashed to say, they do make me feel no, safer. No, well, Joe, what about the don't, incident? Joe, don't when tell you... me how I feel. That was one incident. And how did it make you feel safer to have cops? I, I have had multiple times in my life where I felt safer. Have I had bad runs with cops? Of course. Have okay, I had when dick... did a cop save you? When did a ha- cop help ha- you? Have I had dickhead cops? I just want one example of the time the cop did something for you and you're like, hey, I have this issue and he solved it. I literally just had it a few weeks ago. A police officer in my local township. They don't have much going on. Couldn't get into my dad's old Honda Accord. Law. I called the local office. This is the saddest thing I've ever heard. You asked me something. And recent. that made you feel safer that he you asked into your car for you. You asked if someone had helped me. And I'm telling you right now, a police officer came and got into the house. I have another good example of a story from Harlem in New York when I was in college. We were in the wrong area at the wrong time. There's no such thing. Okay. Well, a bunch of white kids who didn't realize the subway lines would change and leaving New York, we had to walk through Harlem and through Spanish Harlem, not at the best time of night. And we stuck out like sore thumbs to the point where a police officer pulled over and said, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Like you have to get out of here. 
I can trail you guys as you're what, what do you have another quarter of a mile? Did I feel safer that a police officer said, Hey man, this isn't a good area, which we already knew of course. And he's going to help us out. Yeah. So a cop scared you into feeling safer. No, a police officer basically escorted us to our vehicle. And that happened again in Camden, New Jersey. Same thing later on in the week. I mean, Joe, I think you live in a fantasy world. That's all I think I'm you saying. You live in a fantasy world where you literally just talked about. So nothing happened to you. Nothing happened to you. And no the cop one, helped yeah, you no get into a fucking car. And then the time you had a fucking violent crime happening outside your apartment on a daily basis and the cops told you to fuck off. It's like this is this is precisely my point. They don't fucking do anything again, Joe, that time. Well, first of all, I wasn't. Hey, boys, if you thought about skedaddling out of this area of brown people, they can be pretty feisty at night. Like, I don't I don't know what you want. You asked me for incidences. I gave you you, you gave bringing, me shitty incidences. You, I'm at, I'm talking to you about the fucking time. It's, it's, I mean, but you keep bringing up the incidents with miles in the like, first of yeah, all, I, no, I'm bringing up I'm bringing up the eight month long bike ring that went outside of your apartment that we talked about at length on this show that eventually erupted into violence when they stole a bike from your neighbor. Now, the times where you go, hey, I think there's a bike ring out here. Hey, I think there's a bike thing out here. Hey, I think there's a bike thing out here. And cops go, uh, there's nothing we can really do. Well, first of all, you're fucking that. That's a horrible thing. Now, listen, I confronted the guy who fucking did it and he came after me and I swung and hit him with a golf club and they were like, yeah, you're going to jail. And the bike ring continues because we really don't like to get out of our car at all. And listen, if we can do this for 20 years and not ever have a violent interaction with somebody, eat a bunch of donuts and get a fucking pension plan, we'd prefer that. So let's handle the, we're going to arrest the white guy who may or may not, you know, who's probably less likely to violently attack us while we do it. And we're going to get him. Also, when we find him, he'll have money to pay us. We can put him through the whole justice system and whatever. And we don't have to fucking worry about dealing with the other guy. So it sounds like criminal. It sounds like it's more of a justice system problem then from what you're describing. It's a everything problem. It's a brainwashing people like you into thinking that fucking they're helping. Then it's getting violent people to sign up for a violent job. Then it's committing more violence. Uh, then it's letting uh, again, violence Joe, the happen. difference, the difference between us at this point on this issue is, is you're, I can see nuance in different things and I can see good and bad where you're just blanketing everything. That's yes, the difference. I, the, the difference. And, and also the nuance is don't, if you don't believe in it, don't be a part of it. And also, with the homeless, we both know laws were set in place. That's one of the biggest problems with LA City. Laws have been set in place to protect them. Yep. Not and, but not not being and, thieves, and though. for a lack of better term, for lack of better term, cops are handcuffed because they can't do anything yeah because i'm not the- saying that they should I, i'm not saying that they're not handcuffed and doing something about the homeless we're not talking about the homeless situation in venice we're talking but, but about we are the, we're talking about the violent bike theft ring that was on in venice that they we let are. that they let go probably to this day Which, because they don't want to do police work but but again they want to do annoy people work but hold on uh, uh, again 
I don't know what the cops do and don't know about that. But I do know that legally those homeless people and those bikes, which many definitely are stolen, if not all, those homeless people are protected by city councilmen like Mike Bonin of Venice. So it's to me, it seems like it's a very elaborate. We're not. Listen, there's yeah, there's a lot of reasons why that stuff happens. But we're I'm talking about the nitty and the gritty and the guy that you're talking about is supposed to protect you in the moment. Here's what happened, man. I had a violent clash with the guys we've been telling you about on that. And he was like, dog, kindly fuck off. We're not going to do anything. And to that, I say you are a useless pussy that signed up to harass people. And now you're not even fucking doing your job. So kindly get fucked. And, and maybe that guy was again, I wasn't there when and that Miles, and every other fucking guy again, there, therein lies our difference on this. You know, there's, there's different types of law enforcement officers, just like there's different types of cashiers or teachers or nurses. I mean, Andy, if right now you're, you're a comedian and a fucking podcaster, right? If right now somebody tells you we're putting together a comedy tour, it's going to headline the whole fucking country. You're going to get $5,000 a show a night for 50 consecutive nights. You're going to get $250,000. All you have to do is perform 10 minutes every night on a tour of the country. Are you in or are you out? To make that easy money? Are you in or out? It's very simple. You you want to do this comedy tour? 10 minutes? 250 grand. Yep. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Okay. You will be hosting. The feature will be Crystalia. The headliner will be Bill Cosby. Are you in or are you out? I mean, that'd be kind of funny, man. And, and that's fine. And you could be every er- cop that ever signed up for a fuck to be a part of a fucking disgusting system for the money, for the gig, for the whatever. I'd be like, oh, you want me to be a part of the rape tour? I'm good. I'm who was it? It, it, it was the Leah Cosby and who else? Just you. It's you three. You, you're he, you're hosting Leah's middling Cosby's fucking headline. Dude, Cosby's a banging comic. I saw him. That's fine. And if you want to do that, that's fine. And I'm just telling you, I'm good on that. Because I like, don't want to be a part of a fucking system as much as it may benefit me. That clearly has some roots in horribleness but but joe you and i are also we're both a part of horrible systems every day like like that's what i'm saying i would argue that we're not what are we a part of if if you want to break it like if you really wanted to break it down you could pick apart any little thing that you and i are doing probably and say well if you want to take it this far so, so break it down What am I doing? Uploading my podcast to Apple Podcasts and they're having slave laborers jump off of fucking buildings. Okay. And guess what? We're talking about it. There's fucking corporate things happening. I'm not an Apple fucking employee. What the fuck do you want me to do? I'm not saying that you can't fucking be a part of I'm saying don't sign up to be a legitimately tagged with a fucking member of the shit that is the, is problematic. 
Yeah, we can loosely link everybody on earth together. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And I'm saying that's stupid. I'm saying forget loose links. I'm saying hard links to people who go, hi, this is my name and identification. I would like to be a part of your violent fucking justice system. But that's statistically, that's it's just not the, the amount of violent. Oh, the war on drugs was bad. So every cop who signed up in the 80s is a piece of shit, right? So. Like you're you, you you're you're Mr. War on Drugs. Like it's not that fucking hard. Drugs. We don't have to go to that fucking hard of a leap to go like, hey, you're being a part of a system. Stop and frisk is has been proven to be grossly overreaching and fucking violent and whatever. So every cop who signed up to be a fucking NYPD during the the stop and frisk era, you're a fucking piece of shit guy. I just think you just come across extremely, again, judgmental. I don't see. Yes, don't I am see judgmental of people who sign up simply to make cash to be a part of a violent group band of thugs. Yes, I, I'm super judgmental. I'm super I, judgmental of like the Nazis. I'm super judgmental of like terrorists. I'm super judgmental. Yeah, I'm super judgmental of people who sign up for violence. I am not afraid of being judgmental of people who sign up for violence. Again, I think that's a that's a reach to say they're signing up for violence. I mean, we're spinning in circles at this point. Yeah, and I think that to say it's a reach is just proof of how fucking brainwashed you are. Then I'm brainwashed, I guess, Joe. I agree. I agree. According to you, I'm brainwashed. According to fucking most people, I would say. Most you know, people? Most people who have a, a fucking half a sense of what is right and wrong. Joe, I wish you luck in finding a country or a place to live that has no I don't have to find a country or a place to live. I can live wherever the fuck I want and not support it. But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to keep perpetuating the brainwashing that we need to respect these people. We don't. You want to keep perpetuating that? Cool. You're still part of the problem. I'm not a part of the problem. I'm a part of the solution. I'm telling the 5,000 people, 10,000 people, 15,000 people that listen to our show why they shouldn't respect those people. I bet most of those people stopped listening 20 minutes ago. I we, don't give a fuck. We've gone I hope on that way they too did. long. And you know what? The five people who are still listening, we're going to fucking do it. Because we've gone on way too long. Good. I didn't cut it. I don't care. I didn't even answer his question. <laughs> the two Ruther jinxes. I did say Trump was going to win. Like I guaranteed that, that he was going to win again. And then COVID happened. So I would probably say that's my all time. That's dark. What's dark. That's the, 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 the link there. I mean, you didn't, you didn't, you know, you went real quick. That was like a fucking short story. You're like, and then COVID happened. The unspoken part of that is your dad passed away from COVID, obviously. So sure. That's like a, a dark Ruther curse. Yeah. I know. It's crazy, man. It sucks because you, you don't even think like, I obviously I didn't foresee how bad COVID would be. And I think a lot of us didn't. And here we are. But that was a uh, that was a Ruther curse. Sports wise, I don't fucking know. Ryan Fitzpatrick's Hall of Fame career. He's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Respect Ryan Fitzpatrick. He went to Harvard. 
Respect him. He's better than you and me. I, I do respect him, though. He's better than you and me. He went to a better school. He's better educated. That's how it works. I will stand and you will salute the man. He's an Ivy League education. And how dare you question otherwise? Again, I'm all for questioning everything. You know that. There's a difference between questioning and blanket statements. That's all. And there's a and there's a difference between questioning everything and not questioning the things that you've been brainwashed not to question. No, I, I, I question a lot of those things that we've discussed tonight. I just say that I firmly believe that I need some sort of order. That's what I'm saying. That's my takeaway. You need order. I need order. And we make our own order. I make a fucking to-do list every day. I have order. I What I don't need is this. I don't need this saying, the registration on your car has expired, sir. And I noticed that as you were traveling by. And now I must take a fucking fine from you. I must take a fee. For God forbid, your car is expired. We will not know who it is registered to. Now, could we look at the last person that it was registered to two months ago before this expired and figure it out? Yes, but that is not the way taxation and fees work. We must take your money and we must use it for SWAT teams. And we will give those sticks to men to conk on the head brown people from lower but again, economic you, systems than them. So you let your tags expire? Yeah. So take some responsibility and pay it on time. I did fucking pay. Andy, my car was in fucking a garage for five fucking years. And guess what? It, it was fucking paid. But I didn't get the sticky stick yet. And they noticed that. So they give you uh, their own sticky stick. And they say whatever. And also, fuck their fucking registration. Take some responsibility. Why? Because they determined my sticky stick has to cost this much. So take that up. Joe, again, your problem is not with the cops. It's with the state yes, of California. Yes, it is, Andy. It's with the state yes, of California. This, the problem is this. The state of California over, is the all one. All over the world. The people state of California see, is the listen, one issuing Andy, that. I don't know how you're not seeing that. You're not. What you're not understanding is somebody can see your car not expired and just walk by. Because who does it hurt? Who does it fucking hurt? Well, but no, he little dicky man wants to make sure his, you he's know doing, he's that you're his in, job, he's in charge. They're just doing their job. Exactly, Andy. Now we're getting into fucking the Nazis were doing their job. That's a huge leap, dude. You know, it, it. isn't that huge leap. That's how they brainwash you. Uh, 11, just, 11, 11 million. That's 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 disrespectful to the 11 million people who died from Nazi Germany. That's pretty oh, are we going back into how organized religion is a fucking sham? And we use one organized religion to murder people from another organized religion because we broke them up into little teams. And then we were going to do. Dude, this I don't thing? I don't know what to tell you at this point. Like, I don't I don't know. What will make you happy with this stuff? I, know, I would I mean. Listen, nothing will make me like you. I, you are a lost cause as far as I've concerned. I've known that for a long fucking time. But that's fine. We can have our difference of opinion. I can express my opinion. I hope I change one fucking kid's mind out there. I hope I change one fucking kid's what, mind. Let me, let you, know me ask- you know who's responsible for revolutions everywhere in the world? Young people. Not me. I'm past my fucking prime. I hope some fucking young dirtball fucking takes the torch and fucking starts a fucking revolution. Doesn't get fucking brainwashed. 
What doesn't do- doesn't you know his daddy told him to have them his joining the military the fucking greatest thing he could do and maybe he goes you know what my dad told me that but my dad's a fucking cocksucker and Joe Prano's awesome and he told me if I'm a fucking I'd be joining a violent thug batch if I joined the military so I'm not gonna do it well fuck me I saved one fucking kid Joe I I hope you find some peace because I I don't know. I don't know where this utopia is that where whether it's a place or no, it's not a country. I, I don't know what you want. It's change, Andy. You, you got to start changing. You got to start. You got to start changing. I'm starting by changing the youth. The youth listens to this show. That's who you got to talk to. It's always the youth. That's who the military targets. That's who the police target. That's who I'm targeting. The youth. <sighs> I don't know, man. Team I don't know. big dicks I, on this side. Team little dicks over there. I, I don't. Side you want to be on? I don't know what you're talking about at this point, bro. No, I know that. I, I'm. I'm. I don't know, man. It's cool. It's over your pay grade. It's fine. All I know is this was a long episode, and whoever left that call, some fucking fucking dad's a cop dork in pennsylvania that's who always leaves the fucking call but you but you let the dude get you all worked up man yeah Why? because i love because no one in the no one in the history of knowing joe prano who knows me as a, not you not my fucking best friend not people i know who i've grown up with who are way more conservative than i would whatever call joe prano a woke cuck but all i gotta say is the, the people that everybody brainwashed you into loving, I don't love. And now I'm a woke cuck. All I have to say, well, why are you all I have why to are you say, him bother you, man? because Andy, this is what kids fucking need to know. Because you think it's okay. Listen, kids out there, because you think NBA players should be allowed to go on the court and say, hey, I'm black and I am an equal person to white people. And you say, that's cool. I'm into that does not make you a woke cuck being against that makes you a racist. But again, you, you, you're, I don't know why he's calling you that as far as I know why he's calling me that because there's five fucking issues on the show that makes me a woke cuck to conservative dorks. The fucking cops, the fucking black lives matter, Kaepernick, the fucking military, the wall. I'm not wrong on any of them. You're wrong on all of them. You're wrong on all of them, dude. But again, not you, you, him. I know, but you don't know. I'm not out here talking about. I'm I'm not out here talking about pronouns. I'm not out here talking about fucking changing freshmen. I'm not out here talking about safe spaces. I'm not out here talking about that. I'm talking about fucking question the things that they have brainwashing and believing. I'm, I'm out here talking about, hey, we shouldn't take away the careers of people. who spent. We will let a fucking military guy on the fucking plane first. But if a guy who has spent his whole life training to be an athlete says, I don't think I should be murdered, we can take away his career. And if I say that that's not cool, I'm a woke cock. Kill yourself. Stop listening to the show. Clay Travis will do all the fucking jacking off of fucking military guys and fucking racists and and cover in sports as well. Get the fuck out of here. 
I don't want you. Maybe Andy wants to break off and fucking do a show that fucking supports military and jacks off the fucking military industrial complex to a conservative fucking show. Good. I'm not. If you want to fucking listen to the show and fucking say it, then fuck off. Why not just have an open dialogue with somebody instead? Was that an open dialogue? No. He has, he's like, you're a fucking woke cuck because you should believe black people should have opinions. And I'm like, well, cool. Well, he didn't, you're a fucking I, racist I, jack off. I, I don't, the fuck? And I can't believe you're from Pennsylvania well, I've, that I've spent 10 years on the show raging about how you're all fucking useless. We don't know why he's calling. Look, you don't know why you're assuming why he's calling you a woke cuck. Because there's only fucking three things I ever said in the history of the things that make me a fucking woke cuck. Because I'm not doing woke cuckery. But, but Joe, it's 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 like somebody labeling me along a Ben Shapiro line. And, yeah. and But guess what, Andy? I can fucking back up why I'm not. So I'm going to do that. And, and so can and I'll I. I'll embarrass somebody who fucking says it. But I'm saying so could I. And at the end of the day, I might argue with somebody, but there's no point in getting worked up. It's like it's like uh, there you, is. I, I'm telling you that there is a point in getting worked up. The point is changing. I'm telling you for your sanity, opinion. Joe. This is coming from. I am. I am very sane. I feel so great about telling young people to question the fucking authority and not be brainwashed into believing that you should stand fucking chest out, head on your heart for a song that some fucking dumb bitch wrote 200 fucking years ago. What you should stand up and fucking do more is say guys who are saying fuck all that are the ones you guys should fucking be behind. Colin Kaepernick did more for fucking this country than Betsy Ross and fucking whoever wrote the fucking star spangled banner. It's just the brainwashing never ends. They brainwash you with tunes. The star spangled banner is the original fucking TikTok. They brainwashed you. They got you. Andy out here going, it's a good song. I think it's a great song. I think it's beautiful. It's the best it's fucking be brainwashing tune of all time. It's 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 a great country, Joe. I love America. Great. I think and you don't have any fucking problems. I, I I have a lot of problems. I think this country has a lot of problems, but I think this country is given a lot of opportunity to a lot of people. And there's a reason people for hundreds of years have fleed to come here. I think it's a wonderful country that has full of a lot of problems. It constantly needs to be, you know, updated almost like a computer update as far as upgrading for lack of a better term, a hundred percent. We're never going to be there. No, no one will ever be there as a, as a person, as a, as a country, but I do, I, I, I love this country. And, and that's where I'm at. Again, it doesn't mean that we don't have problems here. Yeah. And I don't even care about it. I don't give a fuck. It's not a thing. I'm a person. I'm a man on an island. I am my own fucking country. And I won't be brainwashed into fucking believing that I'm some sort of fucking part of anything. I will, I will live outside of it as much as I fucking can. But fuck all of the fucking brain. Like, honestly, I can't even kids eat mushrooms. Fix your life. Is that what you're ending on? Because we're we're on. Yeah. Eat mushrooms, fix your life. It's two. It's almost two a.m. Oh, I you you want to talk about the Ruther curse? You know what the Ruther curse was? To be very meta, 
I said to you, we'll easily keep this 90 minutes or under. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Ruth curse. Eat mushrooms, fix your life. Don't be the guy at the party that's like, the cops are here. Hang out and comply. Oh, my God. He's like, we're not doing anything fucking wrong. Fuck these guys. I can't believe we did almost three hours. Okay, guys. uh, I don't know. I'll discuss it with you later. I don't know how much of this we want to keep. You keep whatever you want. You get rid of whatever you want, Andy. I really... You could break off the last hour and put it on a fucking send. Give it to me. I'll put it out as a fucking Joe Prano podcast for just all the woke cucks that want to think outside of the fucking inside of the brainwash box. For the rest of you guys, stand tall. Law and order. You're on the plane last because you're not a fucking violent thug. Good luck by the bathroom on Southwest. I salute you. I think I think uh don't forget to register your vehicle and drive 55. Then if you ever need us, just remember, don't call us in the time of violence, but if you need breaking into your vehicle, we got you. If you're being raped, yell, "My I locked my keys in my car." Man, Actually, just yell, I'm white, and I locked my keys in my car, and I love the Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe, I swear. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, You keep keep throwing out that fishing line. I'm not going to bite this time. I'm too tired. And I salute you. I'm going to bring you here, and you're going to... It's lights out, Andy. We got chow time in the morning, 0600. Unbelievable. You miss it, you don't get eggs. So you be there, partner. We're gonna beat you with a sock full of soap. Really teach you a lesson about being on time. Discipline, man. It's great for us. Yeah, it's fucking great for us. Order. Everybody needs it. Order. God. It's great. It's great for everybody. Imagine being somebody that's like pro discipline. <laughs> Hey man, you got two Super Bowls with the guy who was known for it. Cool. T- yeah. TC T- time, right? Yeah. T- Tom C- Coughlin. That's right. I'm just saying that's discipline showing up on time. There's something for it. All right. I'm going to discipline myself and end this show. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm currently on the beach. I don't know where Joe is currently. And we're fast forwarding a week. He's in Alaska. I'm in Alaska. Well, no, Monday. Where? Monday? Yeah. I'm right here in Los Angeles, California. All right, guys. That is uh that's our show. It's been a long one. Hour long call. We'll see you soon. Remember to support your troops. Donate to Sorry, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm just fucking at around. At Picture Life on Twitter, at Joe Prano on all other social media, eat mushrooms, think outside the box. Yeah, I'm, I, I can support those things. And uh, as always, stay dirty.